Thursday night football final game of the regular season for the Central Rebels, who come in with a record of 5-3 and three on the season, winners of their last two. Meanwhile, Farmington, and even 4-4, four and four, they have dropped three in a row, looking to turn things around here. Central Rebels elect to receive. They're going to get the ball as Farmington will boot it away. Near side hash of the 40-yard line. Central's going to receive to our right. They'll be working right to left on your radio dial, sporting the white uniforms with the red helmets. Farmington in their all-blacks with the gold logo on either helmet. The kickoff is a short one. Hops at the 40, grabbed by one of the upmen for the Central Rebels, who gets pulled down from his jersey backwards. And that's where the drive will begin for the Central Rebels going to be right at their own 40-yard line. Opening kick of the broadcast brought to you by John Boyd with Boyd and Associates. Turning complicated matters into simple concepts. John Boyd has been bringing accounting integrity, character, client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years. Nearside hash, first and 10. Central Rebels with the ball to shotgun set for welcome back. Kaysen Murphy, he's got a running back to either side of him. The running back to his left is Joe Bryant. They're going to check the wristbands and change things here. They got a tight end on the far side of the field and two receivers to the left. Snap. They give to Joe Bryant. He's going to run right side, pick up a block from Cannon Harlow, who's in the backfield with him. And Joe Bryant tripped up after a gain of eight on the play. Takes it from his own 40 to his own 48-yard line. Second down and two coming up for the Central Rebels. We'll introduce you to their starting lineups. Brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Kaysen Murphy, the quarterback. Jackson Jones, the traditional running back. He enters the game and will line up to the left of Kaysen Murphy. The wide receivers, Joe Bryant, Caden Casey, Braden Berry, who comes from Farmington, and Cannon Harlow with the offensive line left to right. Cole Presswood, Hayden Carver, Logan Murray, Sammy Calloway, and Nathan Weinhold. Swing pass near side to the aforementioned Jackson Jones. He gets across the line of scrimmage takes it to the 50s taken down there gain of two on the play close for a first down they're going to give it to him say he got to the 49 officially pickup of three on a little swing pass coach Weiss said pregame Zach they're trying to keep things safe for Kaysen Murphy who after dislocating his non-throwing right elbow a couple of weeks ago he's back in the lineup has been for a few games now and he has a great safety valve in Jackson Jones to throw it to. Definitely try to keep it safe and protect Murphy at all costs. Jason Murphy back to pass. Quickly swings it out to the right-hand side in an outward-breaking route. It's Cannon Harlow who's got it around the line of scrimmage. Turns up the far sideline. Spilled out of bounds there. Picking up about five. Another quick pass. Get the ball out of Kaysen Murphy's hands quickly. Best thing you can do to protect your quarterback don't let him have the football. So even when he passes it, make sure he gets rid of it quick. And Harlow's another one of the central rebel injuries that we've seen this year. Definitely glad to have him back as well. Another dynamic option for Murphy to throw to. Pistol formation. It's Joe Bryant, the tailback, and he gets it on a handoff. Bounces it outside. Tries to spin away from a Farmington tackler. Cannot as the Farmington linebacker. Gabe Giuliani stays with him and pulls Joe Bryant to the turf. Not an easy thing to do. Tackling Joe Bryant in the open field. We'll introduce the starting lineup for the Farmington Knights defense. Their 4-3 defensive front features a defensive line of Mason Probst, Luke Berkner, Scott Fripp, and Bryce Cathcart. The linebackers are Gabe Giuliani, Casey McLean, and Chase Buchanan. The corners, Ian Zoner and Rhett Coughlin. And the safeties, Tatum Tinsley and Connor Rice. Starting lineups brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Your local shelter insurance agent, Dave Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance, 517 East Main and Park Hills. Bad snap. Casey Murphy has to dive on it. And he's going to lose quite a bit of yardage here. In fact, he's going to get back behind the 50 to his own 45-yard line. And this will bring up a fourth down and long. 
and that's the risk you take whenever you run out of the pistol. You never know how the, how good that snap is going to be and at that time. Murphy was lucky to get a hand on it. He just fell on it went right where he got the ball. And so here comes the punt team as Joe Bryant in at quote-unquote quarterback. He'll take a few sna- steps back and punt away a really nice punt. That's going to bounce at the 20, stay about there where it's touched up by Jackson Jones as it takes a friendly Farmington bounce, and he downs it at about the 11-and-a-half, maybe the 12-yard line in between the hash marks. We're still in the first quarter here, 9.36 left to go, no score between Farmington and the Knights getting the ball for the first time after a defensive stop. And an impressive three and out as well. This is a team that's given up 105 points the last three weeks. Definitely a much-needed three and out. Get some confidence built back up in this team because this is a good central team. If you can keep them off the board a little bit, you may have a chance. Get some confidence in your team and We'll see offensively how they do. We talk about the offensive woes that they have. Tinsley option near side. He pitches it. And in the open field, tackled by a duo of Central Rebels, is Gabe Giuliani, the wingback on the left-hand side. And we'll bring you the starting lineup for the Farming tonight. Brought to you by Shelter Insurance. We're your shield. We're your shelter. Tatum Tinsley, the quarterback, as mentioned before, having to take over midseason for the Farming tonight. Behind him is a junior, longtime starter. Love watching this guy in the triple option attack. It's Kaysen McLean. The wingbacks are Connor Rice and Gabe Giuliani. Ian Zoner and Sam Woodson are the receivers. And the offensive line left to right, Bryce Cathcart, Scott Fripp, Corey Crawford, Ethan Weiss, and Luke Berkner. Snap, triple option out of a pseudo shotgun formation as well. A new wrinkle to the option attack this year for the Farmington Knights and it's a give to the aforementioned Casey McLean. Takes it up the middle on the left hand side, lowers his shoulder, powers his way forward for a gain of about six on the play, third and four coming up. And this is why, why the Farmington uh, coaching staff moved to this type of setup. If you're going to run the triple option, you want to give your guys some space. And they just had never had space when they were playing under center. So being able to add that wrinkle, being able to have a, a mobile quarterback like Brett Dreyer or Tatum, Tatum Tinsley that we're seeing right now, giving them the, the ability to make plays and give them some room and time to breathe. Receivers are spread out wide. You've got a running back in the shotgun formation to the right of Tatum Tinsley and one behind him as well. I say pseudo shotgun because he's maybe only two yards deep in the backfield behind his center, Corey Crawford. Option near side, pitched to Kaysen McLean. He'll be tackled close to the spot for a first down, not close enough. He's short about a full yard, fourth down and one coming, and a big decision for the farming tonight. Do you get aggressive against the Central Rebels? You've got the ball. But you've got it deep in your own territory. Yeah, it's too early to be going for it right now unless you just feel really confident you can get this one yard. They've picked up nine basically on two plays, so we'll see if they continue to do what they're doing. They've been picking on this near side against against the offensive line's right side, and they are lining up to go for it here. Shotgun formation. Oh, and we got a false start, but a flag comes in. Central moved as well. Casey McClain moved in the backfield first. The officials agree. Loss of five on the play. Well, and that's this difficult decision. Farmington doesn't really have to make it. That's going to back them up, and here comes the punt team for the Knights. They'll kick it away. Central forces a three and out with a little help from a Farmington penalty. Say hard counts work, but they only work if they kill against the other team. That time the hard count worked a little too well, and we don't normally see McLean make those type of mistakes, but Central will take it if they can get it as they were, they were trying to find, a, find an answer there. It'll be Ian Zoner back to punt it, up, punt it away for the Knights. And look out, Job Bryant back deep to return. 
video game-like skills when he's got the ball in his hands in the open field. So many punt returns throughout his career, he's taken back for a touchdown that looked like he had absolutely no business returning. This one, good on Zoner. He read up on the game plan, punted out of bounds, and a good punt as well. It's not one of those that's sliced out of bounds, and you're only getting a net gain of 20, 25 yards. He punted it into Farmington territory. It was only maybe one or two yards out of bounds. Goes out at the Central Rebel 37-yard line. That's where the drive's going to begin, second one of the game for the Central Rebels. Now line up quickly with an empty set for the quarterback, Cason Murphy. He's got two receivers to his left, three to his right. One of them lined up as a tight end now. He'll put his hands on top of the turf. It's going to be a jet sweep give in motion action to the wide receiver in the slot, Cannon Harlow. Works from the near side to the far side, cutting it back inside at the 45. He stopped there, picks up seven. Excuse me, call a gain of eight. Yeah, pretty good spot there from the official. and Definitely you, you saw him move around the outside pretty well, and then he cut right back in where everybody else was. You, you kind of wonder what would have happened if he could have just kept bouncing it further outside rather than going back towards all the defenders. I think he saw a gap, but it closed on him quickly. They're going to send him in motion again and hand off with a little power run action to the right-hand side inside the tackle, and he spins off a would-be tackler at the 50, crosses it, takes it to the opposing 46. He's down there, first down and 10 Central Rebels. They're in enemy territory. And they're moving quick, too. Say We don't see a lot of teams move this quickly. A lot of teams will try to go no huddle, but then they'll go with the hard count and then get the new play from the sideline. They're, they're up on the ball within 10 seconds of the play being dead. Barrett Henson in off the bench. He's the running back to the right of the quarterback, Cason Murphy, who's getting the offense set up. He'll drop back to pass. Going to take a shot down the field, one-on-one far sideline. Some pushing and shoving, and flags are going to come flying in. I think we're going to get pass interference. The question is who's it on and whether or not it was questionable. It's going to be on the defense. And look at Braden Berry. That's who the Central Rebels were trying to take a shot with against his former team, the Farmington Knights. He's now with the Central Rebels for his senior season. And he and Jackson Jones add a size element in different ways that Central didn't have really for all of last season. Jackson Jones came on about midway through the year, never was really 100% throughout the season. He's a big guy at six foot, 195. I was joking last year as a sophomore. Listen, you're not a freshman anymore. You're a running back. You deserve a number better than 49. He plays like a fullback as Joe Bryant will get it on the jet sweep. He's met by four Farmington Knights. Have a little conference around him as they tackle him for just a gain of one. All said and done on the play. Going to be second down and nine yards to go coming up. And Braden Berry brings a size at the receiver position that Central, with all their receiver depth, hasn't had in a few years now. You look at their receivers, Joe Bryant is a friendly six even. Cason Murphy is a friendly six even. Uh, that's, those certainly aren't a conservative estimations at six foot. Cannon Harlow is 5'10". That sounds accurate to me. They don't have a lot of size on the outside. Braden Berry adds that element, a unique element at the wide receiver spot Central hasn't had in a while. It's going to be a handoff on a jet sweep. Bryant looking to pass. Receiver in the end zone. Pulls it in. Cannon Harlow. Touchdown Farmington. Excuse me. Touchdown Central. 6-0 they lead. How about, how about the wide receiver pass? Except the wide receiver played quarterback earlier this year. Joe Bryant putting off the, the, the touch as Cannon Harlow was wide open downfield. Everybody bought that jet sweep. They've ran it four or five different times this drive. And that really was able to set up the pass there. And if you've got somebody like Joe Bryant back there, got a good, nice, soft touch, able to just place it perfectly as Harlow waltzed into the end zone. 
And I'll tell you what, Cannon Harlow is breathing a sigh of relief. That was one of those, he's almost too open because he bobbled it and almost didn't get it. Kick is up and good. 7-0 your score. 5.20 left to go in the first quarter. A 40-yard end-around pass from Joe Bryant to Cannon Harlow puts the Central Rebels on the board. They lead. Farmington getting the ball back after this on KFMO. LaCarrie Auto Body, your PPG paint distributor for the Parkland for over 30 years, is proud to help their many clients like Dale Mosier Auto Body with over 30 years of direct auto body experience. Dale Mosier provides today's technology for today's vehicles. Dale Mosier Auto Body, 221 Mulberry Street in Park Hills. Gilster Mary Lee Corporation is hiring owner-operators for a growing and busy fleet at their Southeast Missouri facility. Drivers will pull Gilster Mary Lee trailers. Owner-operators are paid all miles at $1.85 per mile plus $11.50 per hour for downtime and drivers are given weekly settlements. Loads consist of no-touch freight and round-trip dispatch so drivers can be home each week. Keep busy all year round and return after each load. Call Mike Welker at 800-851-5371. That's 800-851-5371. Whether you're in pursuit of a transferable degree or need training to jumpstart a great career, your future starts at Mineral Area College. Max tuition is affordable, substantially less than a university, and we're close to home with locations in Park Hills, Fredericktown, Potosi, and Perryville. Interested in online classes? We offer those, too. We've been creating student success stories since 1922. There's no better time to start yours. Apply online at mineralarea.edu. How about the freshman for the Farmington Knights, Josh McCarthy, with a kickoff return for a touchdown. And how about an answer? One? You don't even need to run one play. Absolutely. Get it back, take it all the way for the score. And he grabbed that ball with a head of steam, and he just powered right through. Made a couple cuts right there at his own 45, and he was gone. I mean, Jackson Jones was the only guy who had a chance at getting them, and he was able to out, outrun him. Jackson Jones not known as, like, the quickest guy. But, yeah, what a kick return. What an answer for this Farmington team. They really needed it. Ian Zoner on for the point after. Tatum Tinsley to hold to snap. It's Gabe Giuliani. Good snap, good hold, good kick. 7-7 your score, you blink, and 14 seconds later, the Farmington Knights on a kickoff return from the freshman Josh McCarthy have knotted things up at 7-all. We'll see if Central's got an answer themselves after this on KFMO. Since 1960, Goggins Drilling in Park Hills has been providing exceptional service to the parkland. Known for quality and professional well drilling pump service and pump repair, Goggins Drilling can also handle all of your trenching needs. Give them a call today at 573-431-2450. Their trained and professional staff will be glad to assist you. That's Goggins Drilling in Park Hills, 573-431-2450, or check them out online at GogginsDrilling.com. The staff at Prairie Farms Dairies are proud to be a part of the communities they serve, supplying fresh milk and dairy products to local grocery stores and markets that they, too, shop at. Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, a proud sponsor of high school sports. High school football on KFMO is brought to you by Mineral Area College in Park Hills. Your American Family Insurance Agents Bill Bass in Park Hills and Harry Peterson in Farmington. Priory Farms Dairies in Farmington. And by Pettis Chrysler Dodge in Farmington. Well, the Central Rebels will get things back here from the Farmington Knights. 7-7 ball game. Central, a 40-yard touchdown pass from Joe Bryant to Cannon Harlow on an end around. Meanwhile, the Farmington Knights... A kickoff return for a touchdown. Josh McCarthy taking it the length. 
And we'll see what Farmington's got here. One of those short pooch punts or pooch kickoffs, if you will, before. Got another one here. Caden Casey's got it. A fake left try to take it to the right, but immediately swarmed by a pair of Farmington Knights. And they'll take him down on the Central Rebel 37-yard line. Go ahead and get a quick check on that out-of-town scoreboard, North County. And Sullivan, Sullivan just scored a touchdown. Two-point conversion, no good. So they lead it 6 nothing in the middle of the first quarter. First down and 10, Central Rebels move the ball through two drives. One of them stalled because Cason Murphy, bad snap to him. He had to backtrack and just lay on top of it to maintain possession on what was third down. Made it fourth. They had to punt away. Most recent drive they scored, two receivers to the left. One stacked on top of the other, way on the outside. And they'll hand it off to Joe Bryant, who's the tailback in the pistol formation. And he'll take it right up Broadway for a gain of 11, just weaving his way in between tacklers. Man, you could just put him anywhere, and he will find a crease, a hole, just a little sliver is all he needs. And he was able to bolt through there and get a quick first down for the central team. We'll see how quickly they can respond. He's absolutely one of those just get the ball in his hands. And no matter what way you do it, whether it's as a wide receiver, lined up in the backfield, having him throw the ball, great things happen when Joe Bryant has the football. Central setting up a screen to the right. Big block thrown on the outside by the right tackle, Weinhold, to open things up for Barrett Henton along the far sideline. Man, they were sniffing that play out. Chase Buchanan, weak side linebacker for the Farmington Knights, was all over that screen. He read it, and Weinhold, with his head on a swivel, looked back, saw him coming, Peeled away from his blocking assignment to be able to make a block on Chase Buchanan. Open that play up for a gain of about 12. Rolling to his left, it's Cason Murphy. He'll throw a pass to an outward-breaking Joe Bryant. Wheels his way back inside. Cuts underneath. Bryant lowers his shoulder and fights forward past the 30 to the 28-yard line. Another big gain for the Central Rebels on three straight plays. They pick up 13. He had to come back for that ball and jump up. It was a little bit behind and above him. Was able to jump up and grab it and then slice and dice his way for the first down. He, he gained about five yards after the first contact as he was able to break a couple tackles and was able to get a first down there. For all that Joe Bryant's done tonight, that's his first catch. Twin receivers on either side. Shotgun formation with a running back to the right. It's Barrett Henson who remains in the game. Murphy back to pass. Throwing up a jump ball. Caden Casey, he's got him in the end zone for the score. And the Central Rebels, when they are firing on all cylinders, they make it look easy on offense. It's a 27-yard touchdown pass from Cason Murphy to Caden Casey. And you had Cason Murphy with that nice little touch ball as he was able to get it up and over his receiver, was able to make a nice overhead basket catch. And, you know, the passing attack has been what's really led this Central offense so far and not, not really running the ball, but, I mean, they're getting gains both ways. And they're being able to make the big plays when it counts. Nick Fowler on for the PAT. His kick is up and good. He almost got himself a false start there. I don't know if I've ever seen a false start on a kicker before. Started to lean right before the snap. Officials don't call it. The Central Rebels bounce back. This game quickly turned it into a shootout. Back-to-back-to-back scores between two teams. See Central leading Farmington 14-7. to Are you building a new home? If so, you need to know the importance of making it energy efficient. The only time to insulate your home to the highest standard is while it's being built. This is Lance Seacrest, and at Ozarks Modern Insulation, our goal is to make your energy costs as low as we possibly can. Request a free quote online anytime at ozarkinsulation.com. The employees and staff at your local Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi are proud to support our local high school students and proud to be a part of our area high school sports. 
Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi want to wish all of our local teams the best of luck this season. No matter what your sport, they support you at the Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi. Save money, live better at Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills, Cozy Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Curtis Glass in Park Hills, and by Graphic Options in Farmington. Kickoff will one hop to Josh McCarthy, and here he goes again up the near side, stiff arms a defender across the 40 and taken down at the 44-yard line. Listen, we've talked for years don't kick the ball to Joe Bryant. He's graduating after this season. Josh McCarthy might be the next guy you want to kick the ball away from. Just find ways to get the ball to somebody else, anybody else. That quick acceleration, too. He had to field that one off a, off a couple hops, and luckily Brayden Berry was there. Otherwise, he would have been gone again, and Farmington would have had two scores without touching the ball in about six minutes. We'll see the Farmington offense again for the first time in a while, and I'll, in a moment, introduce you to the Central Rebels defense. Haven't had the opportunity to do that yet in this game. Triple option near side. Tatum Tinsley keeps it, fighting his way forward, and turns it into a gain of 10. He's got the first down. Some tough running from Tatum Tinsley as he picks up the first down on only the fourth play of scrimmage for the Central, or excuse me, for the Farmington Knights in this ball game. We'll bring you the Central Rebels defensive starters tonight. It's a 3-4 defensive front with Eli Rasnick, Nathan Weinhold, and Silas Richardson, the defensive line. The linebackers, Cannon Harlow, Jackson Jones, Sammy Calloway, and Chad Cosby. The defensive backs, Braden Berry, Caden Casey, Karis Foster, and Job Bryant. Starting lineups come your way courtesy of Shelter Insurance, J.J. Vickers Insurance Agency, and Brian Laramore Insurance Agency, 306 North Washington Street in Farmington. Allow Brian to help protect your family with life insurance. Short gain on the play. Pick it up just one is Farmington, and it'll set up a second down and nine. Yeah, give it to the fullback, McLean, in the backfield, and we normally see Sammy Callaway up on that line of scrimmage holding down the fort in that 3-4 front. Now he's playing linebacker, able to help be a little bit more of a run stopper and being able to fill the gaps there in that second level of the central defense. So nice play to snuff that one out because once McLean gets loose, it's it's game over. I don't know if it's his shorter stature. He only stands 5'10", 215. He's not a big lineman, if you will. Or the fact that he's surrounded by other stars such as Joe Bryan and Casey Murphy. But Sammy Callaway is one of the most impressive Rebels I've seen come through the program in a number of years. Longtime starter, one of the best blockers I've seen for Central as well. They've had some good Good lineman throughout the years as well. I, I, I just I'm a big fan of Sammy Callaway's game as a pass falls incomplete on the left hand side. It's going to bring up third down and nine. And you were talking about it earlier where you, you don't see a lot of size from these teams, but they play so tough. Mm-hmm. They play a lot bigger than what they look. And, 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 and that's what Sammy Callaway brings. I mean, he's one of the toughest people on any line, whether he's on that line or facing that line. Now he's not on either. He's off the ball. He's lined up as a linebacker. Inside linebacker next to Jackson Jones, man. That is a lot of muscle up the middle that you got to fight through if you try to run that way. They'll run outside Will Farmington on a give to Giuliani. He extends the football a la Russell Wilson as he's going out of bounds. But I don't think it's enough. I think he's going to be short by two, maybe three yards. And he was picking on the freshman Foster on the outside, and he gave him a quite a good stiff arm. Going to give him a really short spot. There'll be a, a fourth and a, maybe a long two here. As, he's, as they're going to have to get all the way to the Central 35, and they're currently on the wrong side of, their, of the Central 37. 
and maybe maybe this time they'll go for the hard count and won't draw themselves a false start. And we'll see. At least this time they're deep in enemy territory. So if they do cough it up, trying to go for it on fourth down, Central's not going to have that great a field position. In fact, it's right about where they've started all game. Triple option, the fake from Tinsley. Cuts it back inside. He's got the first down and a few more. Tatum Tinsley was hit right about the spot necessary for the first, but churned his legs, fought forward for a few more to get, make sure the Farmingtonites certainly got that first down. And he's only a sophomore, but showing great poise and being able to make good, quick decisions. He's not afraid to carry the ball and put the shoulder down and get those extra yards. That's not the first time we've seen him, you know, fight for those hard extra yards. I mean, he's embracing contact, and that's something that you love to see from, you know, just a sophomore and underclassman really trying to lead this offense here. Farmington spreads things out. I've seen this style of the option attack before. Perryville ran it a couple years ago. It's a more modernized version of what Farmington has always done. They're going to run the option back to where the motion came from far side, but Central's ready for it. They snuff it out and tackled for a loss on the play is Gabe Giuliani. Yeah, it worked It worked to the right side of the offense. It did not work to the left side of the offense that time. They, they've really been running the ball, basically faking it to McLean. Tinsley pulls it out, and then he has Giuliani on the outside to help kind of cover. There just wasn't anything that time. Actually, it was a gain of two on the play. He got a lot more than I thought he did. I thought that was going to wind up being a loss of one for Giuliani. Here comes second down and eight. Farmington just outside the red zone. They've got it on the opposing 31-yard line, looking to tie us up at 14-all with a touchdown and a PAT. Final minute of the first quarter. They give to McLean up the middle, fighting his way forward, and gets taken down just shy of the 25-yard line right outside the red zone. Picking up six yards on the play, third down, three for the first. And that's vintage Casey McLean right there. He's been a starter. This is his third year. He'll definitely be starting next year. He's only a junior, and he's just a good power runner, man. He's he's kind of a taller maybe running back, but, I mean, he puts the power to the ground so quickly, and he's definitely not afraid of contact either. Whenever you run a fullback in the option, you better, you better be ready for contact because you're going to be filling the holes. And that's what was so impressive to me when he was named the starting fullback for the Farmington Knights, even back when they ran that old-school triple option attack these last couple of seasons. You know, you got to be tough, not just good, but tough to do that. And to do that as a freshman is impressive as Tinsley runs near side, tackled at about the line of scrimmage, fourth and three. Another big decision for the Farmington Knights. We'll see. Ian Zoner, if they bring him on to kick. Farmington in the past has had some capabilities to kick some long field goals, but it appears this year they're going to be going for it on fourth and three. Yeah, when Casey McLean was named a starter at fullback as a freshman, like I said, it's not one of those where, okay, this guy is talented. It's, okay, this guy is also tough as nails because it's his first time on varsity, and he's okay taking a beating from opposing varsity defenses for the first time in his life. Farmington's decision will come in the second quarter as the first quarter clock winds to zero. 14-7 your score. Central's got the lead. Farmington's got fourth and three from just outside the 25-yard line on the central side of the field on KFMO, the Parkland Sports Leader. The leaves are turning colors and there's a morning chill in the air. This just lets you know fall is officially here. Hey, it's Ashley Sism from Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. What a perfect time of year to refresh and renew. Fall for a change and get something new to you. Right now, push, pull, or tow in your old ride. Get $3,000 minimum for your junker and tell it goodbye. 
Don't drive around in a clunker you hate. Push, pull, or tow it in now. Why would you wait? Take a stroll through our lot to find the car of your dreams or order it brand new. It's as easy as it seems. Don't let past credit blunders make you think this deal isn't for you. Fall for a change and we'll help get you approved. Push, pull, or tow in your old clunker today. Get $3,000 trade for it and get back on your way. This offer ends with October, so hurry here now. Fall for a change today. For customer care that will always be there, visit us at Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. Call 431-3177 or shop online at SismFord.com. Credit requires bank approval. Negative equity may be refinanced. See dealer for details. Farmington going for it. Fourth down and three. They've got the first down as they run off tackle on the right-hand side. Braden, or excuse me, Gabe Giuliani with the run, and he picks up about five. We've been talking about it. They've been picking on the right side of the, of the Farmington O-line, so the left side of the central defense, and they've been just basically running all the way around the outside, and they haven't had much of a chance to stop it. They've been doing a great job of sealing that edge, and a great playmaker like Giuliani, I mean, that he had, he had a good burst of speed and was able to get his get his speed up and was able to put the shoulder down and get the first. Central's going to change up their defensive front. They've got four linemen with their hands in the dirt as opposed to three that they started the game with. Triple option near side towards the motion. It's going to be kept by Tatum Tinsley as he lowers his shoulder inside the 15. Gain of six on the play. And the Farmington Knights are clicking on offense. And this is when it gets so tough against that option attack Farmington has when they beat you up three, four, five yards at a time. You can't really call it in a cloud of dust anymore with uh, all the turf fields that Farmington and all these other teams have, but a flurry of rubber pellets, if you will. And it's it, it, you, you, we say the same things over and over, and it's, be, and it's like, why are they one so, so one-dimensional? Well, whenever you have three modes of attack, Tatum Tinsley, he's just picking the best one, and most of the time it's him. Wing back left, tailback directly behind the quarterback Tatum Tinsley. It's Cason McClain. They'll give to him up the middle, and he's swallowed up there. Maybe got a yard, maybe two. Going to be third down, and we'll call it a short four, long three. And there hasn't been anything in the middle of that central defense so far. We'll see if Farmington continues attacking outside. They, they, they need to establish one or the other. I mean, you'd love to be able to run on all, all three sides. You'd want to be able to run outside left, outside right, and up the middle. And right now they've only got outside right. But they're gaining, you know, three yards. They're able to chunk, chunk uh, play them kind of down the field. But they really haven't been able to establish anyone in particular. Look at all the beef you've got up the middle for the Central Rebels, and you understand why they're having a hard time running. I mentioned the four-man defensive front, Silas Richardson and Cole Presswood, the extra man in, at 245 and 210, and then Jones and Callaway at the second level. That is hard to run against when you're trying to run up the middle. we got a timeout on the field called by the Farmington Knights. We'll step aside with them. Timeouts, they are brought to you all season long. by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sansegra, located on St. Genevieve Avenue in Farmington, and Jonathan Steffen on North State Street in Deloge. Ew, ew, ew. That is the third bug today that I have found in this house. They keep spraying and spraying and spraying. I don't know how they just keep coming back. We need a professional. I'll call Parkland Pest Control. They were voted best in the Parkland with their years of experience dealing with ants, bed bugs, rats, spiders, and so much more. They will have no problem getting rid of these pests. Parkland Pest Control in Farmington. Give them a call at 573-315-9557 and like them on Facebook. 
Central versus Farmington on KFMO. I want to thank a few of our sponsors, including Paw Fection Pet Grooming in Park Hills, Black Knight Auto in Farmington, and RP Lumber located in Park Hills. It's a 14-7 score right now with 9.56 left to go in the second quarter as the Farmington Knights still bringing people in and out. And they'll line up as the official blows his whistle and play will resume. A wide receiver on either side, tight end, wingback, left side. Pistol formation, the give to Buchanan, who's in to spell for Cason McLean. He'll run left side, stopped at the 11, driven backwards from there. It sets up fourth down and two. That's about as close as you're going to get with a counter play out of the pistol. As, uh, Tinsley grabbed the ball, faked it to his right, and then was able to full almost 180 back to the other side and was able to pass it off uh, to the left side of that offense. It was able to get a nice little gain there as it'll be fourth and short again. They've already gone for it twice. They've been able to get it both times. Can they make it three for three on this drive? It's early. We're barely two minutes into the second quarter, but this could be one of the most pivotal moments of this game. Fourth down and two. Central looking for a stop. Farmington looking for a score or at least a first down. Run right side. McLean's back in. He's met behind the line and he's going to be wrapped up there officials haven't blown the whistle now they finally do as jackson jones tosses case and mclean backwards no flags from the officials one might have been warranted there but listen when you're gonna let them play it out that long that's what the end result is gonna be i thought the whistle should have been blown long before there was no chance of mclean picking up that first no that was mono imano and jackson jones won that battle and he he met him at the hole as they were running right off the right tackle and jones was able to snuff that out and he wasn't really able to tackle him but he was able to hold hold him and kind of stuff him as he's going to take a well-earned break here on the sideline and he's down to a knee and he he earns that break yeah, he just got, like you said, in what was almost a fist fight against Cason McLean in football terms. No punches were thrown, to be clear, but, man, that was just a physical one-on-one battle in the trenches between a lineman and a linebacker as Joe Bryant weaving his way through defenders. He'll pick up 12. And he, was, he can cut and change directions at a speed like I've never seen from a high schooler before. He just sticks his foot in the dirt, and without losing his total speed, changes directions at ease. And he's keeping his high, his feet high. He's not able to. You're not able to just grab him by the ankle and bring him yep. down. You mean you gotta, you gotta grab him, and he's not. That's hard to do. He's still in the backfield next to Casey Murphy, and he's got it, and he's got some room up the far sideline as well, picking up some blocks down the field by his wide receiver Caden Casey, and spilled out of bounds across the 50 at the opposing 48 yard line. Pickup of 27 yards for Joe Bryant. He is already 50 yards on the ground and then some. Six carries for 55 yards on the day for Joe Bryant on the ground. He's also got a passing touchdown of 40 yards, and he's got one catch for 13 yards, doing a little bit of everything this evening. Twin receivers on either side. Running back in the backfield to the left of Cason Murphy, the quarterback, who's back to pass. It's Bryant in the backfield with him. Murphy with time, taking a shot for Cannon Harlow, who reels it in and goes out of bounds on the right sideline. Looking for the push-off is Tatum Tinsley, the corner in coverage. He's not going to get it, but I'll tell you what, he absolutely has a case to make on that. Cannon Harlow definitely gave him a little bit of a bump in the back to get some room to make that catch. It definitely wasn't full extension, but he was able to get just enough clearance as that was a, a beautiful ball. It was really high. I was concerned that maybe he would have had a little bit too much air under it, but he laid it right in there perfectly for Harlow to get. And Tinsley does have a little bit of beef, but, I mean, you're not going to win it. They've already moved the chains now, and 
they've they've really not been able to stop the chunk play this drive. It's been getting worse and worse as the game goes on. As they've been keep, able to contain him a little bit and just haven't been able to this drive. Give on the draw to Joe Bryant. Cuts back to his left. Extends to the end zone and he'll step in. Joe Bryant with a touchdown on the ground to complement his passing touchdown from back in the first quarter. Central's up by two scores, 20-7. to And we've got a PAT coming here following the 10-yard rushing touchdown. I mean, four guys should have had him. He, he was dead to rights four separate times in that one play. And, you're, and you may be thinking, how do you have four missed tackles in a 10-yard span? Well, you got Joe Bryant. That's why. And it's like it's almost like it's impossible to catch him in a phone box, a phone booth, if you will, just because there was no space there at all. It wasn't power that he was able to get open into the end zone, weaving his way through defenders. It was all elusiveness. Kick is up, and the kick is good from Nick Fowler. No, they called it no good. All right, so that one missed. I thought that one split the uprights. One way or another, 8-0-1 left to go in the second quarter. 20-7 is your score. Central Rebels lead the Farmington Knights on KFMO. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park Hills. Craving something delicious? Head over to Dairy Queen in Farmington. Their tasty, juicy chicken tender box is a flavor explosion you won't want to miss. It comes with crispy onion rings and perfectly golden fries. Made with love, served with a smile, and all at an affordable price. Treat yourself today at Dairy Queen in Farmington. Your taste buds will thank you. Farmington Dairy Queen, located at 1701 West Columbia Street. Grabbed by one of the upmen for the Farmington Knights at the 50-yard line. And that's where the drive will begin as Farmington, they've moved the ball throughout this game. Really only one drive stalled out on them. Other than that, they've, like I said, they've been able to march up and down the field. They just had a hard time finishing drives. We've seen a couple stall out for them. Even that most recent drive, they have to convert on a couple fourth downs to keep it going. Yeah, but they've been able to get consistent yardage every play. And that's got to be the most infuriating thing is that you're able to move, but whenever it comes down to it, I mean, Central, they've been, but they haven't broke yet. Especially as a team like Farmington that wants to run that option attack. A lot of power behind it. Usually you'd think of all places you're going to do well is in the red zone. A little run near side. McLean doesn't see anything open up for him. Turns into just a gain of two as Central is eventually able to track him down. Second down and eight as Farmington now in enemy territory on the opposing 48-yard line. Farmington getting a play from the far sideline. One thing that has remained consistent for Farmington is they're going to call the play, and a couple assistant coaches are going to fire off some sing, uh, signals to notify the offense of what they're running, and the Central Rebels will take a timeout. I don't know where the play clock was at, but that might have bailed out the Farmington tonight. They were taking a really long time getting that play call in there. P.J. Jones, longtime defensive coordinator for the Central Rebels, will talk things over with his unit. 7.26 left to go in the second quarter. 20-7 your score. Central out in front of Farmington on KFMO. 
Hey there, everybody. Harvest will be having their annual trunk or treat October 31st, and we want to invite you out to help us light the night from 5 to 7 p.m. There will be inflatables, hot dogs, cotton candy, popcorn, and, of course, tons of candy. For more information, check out our website at www.reapnow.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also call our offices at 573-431-3266. Harvest annual trunk or treat from 5 to 7 p.m. October 31st. Don't miss it. Second down, eight yards to go for the first. It's the Farm Tonight's with the football on the opposing 48-yard line. Stay tuned after the broadcast. Give away some free pizza. The Little Caesars Pizza Pizza Player of the Game. Winner of that one, get a free hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars with locations in Farmington and Deloge. You can get yourself some pizza as well, but you're not going to get it for free. I don't think anyone listening right now is going to be player of the game tonight. Otherwise, why do you have a radio in your helmet? Handoff, far side, Gabe Giuliani breaking a couple tackles. He's got the edge, but he's tracked down from behind before he can truly break out into the open field by Jackson Jones. Nice gain on the play of six, and it sets up a third and three. That play has been there for him all night so far. They just haven't been able to capitalize on it much. They just haven't been able to break the big one down the sideline. That was probably the closest one they had as Giuliani had a nice head of steam going down that far sideline and just unable to break the shoestring tackle. Yeah, in fact, only one play for Farmington has generated more than six yards in this game. That play was one of a number that has generated six yards, but Tatum Tinsley with a run for 10 on the last drive. That's it so far in terms of explosive plays for Farmington. Tinsley will pitch to Cason McLean on the option far side, and McLean runs out of bounds. He's got the first down, so fresh set for the Farmington Knights as they'll get first down and 10 on the opposing 38-yard line. I'm really impressed with Tatum Tinsley's poise and control of this offense. I mean, this this is a two-score game. This could be a big-time moment in this in this game, and he is unfazed. This this is really poise showing. He's he's had a couple games experience now under his belt. He's not going to be nervous by the big, by the bright lights. So, definitely a good start to this game from Tatum Tinsley. Tinsley breaks huddle. And the Farmington Knights will line up again with that little pseudo shotgun set with receivers left and right, two on either side. The defensive line for Central shifting a little bit late as Farmington snaps the ball. Flag comes flying in as Casey McLean wrapped up and driven backwards by the Central Rebel linebacking duo of Jackson Jones. And also in there on the stop for Central, I believe that was Eli Rasnick. It was. Let's see what this flag is. It's on the Central Rebels. So that's going to give the Farmington Knights not only a fresh set of downs, but going to set them up deep in enemy territory as well. It's going to give them first down and 10 in the red zone. Ball is on the 22-yard line now. Wow, 21, even better. Flag, flag came from the head referee behind the play, and it's either a holding or something happened in the line. Something it, happened in the line that Central commit. Absolutely, and, it, and that play, it didn't really look like there was much room to hold or grab anything only, where you would have seen only it. Only thing I can think of is it's a face mask on the defense. One of the linemen for the Central Rebels got a, a, a fistful of face mask of a Farmington Knights. Run up the middle, not much doing there for Tatum Tinsley as he gets inside the 20 to... The 17-yard line picks up four. 
play wasn't quite in sync as Giuliani was coming across in motion, and they were going to fake the, the jet sweep coming to the near side. And Tinsley held on to the ball and kind of had to – Giuliani had, kind of had to wait up and make sure that the, the snap got there. So maybe a little bit missed time, but still a nice little, nice little play there on first down to get four yards and half, basically half your distance to another first down. Receivers spread out wide on either side of the formation. Tight end left wing back to the left, parallel with the quarterback Tinsley, and a tailback behind him in Casey McLean. McLean's got it, runs left side, tripped up behind the line of scrimmage by Cannon Harlow, but his momentum takes him forward right about to the original line of scrimmage. They're going to mark him back short of a yard, and they'll set up a third down and a long four. We'll call it third down and five. And McLean just has had no room to breathe so far. It's everything they've basic Central's told him you're gonna you're gonna beat us outside, and they've been able to beat him a little bit to the outside, but there, it's just it's very it's tough it's tough sledding right now if you're that Farmington line. There's a lot of big boys up there on that Central line that they just haven't been able to quite move out of the way. He's been toting the rock ten times so far this game, only 22 yards to show for it. Not even two and a half yards per carry. Spread out, Farmington Knights, twin receivers on either side. They'll run left side with Tatum Tinsley. He's reaching for the first down as a central rebel with a fistful of jersey. Tries to pull him back with that elastic, and he's about at the spot for the first, but a flag comes in. We'll see what that one's on. That came from the back judge, so not sure what they called there. He's going to call a holding on Farmington. That's what he's going to call. Hmm. That usually doesn't come from that level. Like you said before, that's usually coming from the head referee who's behind the formation. He usually has a better view on those type of penalties. Well, normally you want your lineman to get up into the second level, but you don't want him to get up into the second level and have a penalty called on by the official back there. That's not normally his job. And holding's usually not the penalty, and it might be different with the new offensive formation that Farmington's running the option out of now, but Farmington for a long time under Eric Krupe has been notorious for cut blocking, and a lot of times coaches before the game will make the officials aware of that. I'm sure the officials have heard this conversation a hundred times by now. Look out for that. As Tinsley looks to roll right, bumps into his running back, Kaysen McClain. He's still rolling right, though. No one's open, and Fires it right into the midst of Cannon Harlow, who picks it off. Oh, Harlow was just running parallel the whole way with Tatum Tinsley, reading his eyes. And Tinsley, I think he just fired it rather than going out of bounds with it or throwing it away, trying to force something that absolutely wasn't there. He had a receiver going down the field a little bit. I mean, he was well covered. And then Harlow came out of nowhere. That's just one of those things with a young quarterback. you got to teach him, hey, if this play is dead, just get rid of away. it. Get rid of it. Don't don't make it worse. Don't do more than you have to. And that that time, that's going to cost Farmington as Central's really been moving the ball on them. We'll see if they can go up by three scores here. And that's where losing Roth as a quarterback, I think, hurts Farmington more than anything else. As great of an athlete as he is, he is the best passer I've ever seen in this option attack for Farmington. Tunnel screen, Cannon Harlow making a big play on offense, following his big play on defense up the far sideline into enemy territory and spin out at the 35 that was a beautifully executed tunnel screen cannon harlow had a huge convoy of blockers in front of him cole presswood hayden carver i think logan murray the center was in on that as well 
Farbington read the little screen pass to Joe Bryant. It's like, uh-uh, not going to get us this time. And Harlow came shooting across the other way. And, I mean, he had a good 20-yard cushion before anybody was going to get to him. And he almost out-raced everybody down the sideline, Was able, basically just stepped out on that white line as the far official was able to get it. And they've got great field position once again now at the Farmington 35. 45-yard gain. Joe Bryant's got a little dance in the backfield as he splits defenders up the right seam. He'll score. Joe Bryant. His second rushing touchdown of the game, third overall with his passing touchdown as well, and with 3.54 left to go in the second quarter, the Central Rebels extend their lead 26-7. to We'll see if they go for one or two. Uh, he, he's just on another planet right now. He was basically swagging. I mean, you normally don't want your ball carrier to have the ball down by his knee. But whenever it's Joe Bryant, I mean, he, <laughs> he was he was pulling the he was pulling a crossover move on the on the defender. He's getting ready for basketball season here during football. It looked well, like Reggie Bush, vintage USC Reggie Bush, would always do those open field cuts that would normally be bad cuts, but not for Joe Bryant, not for Reggie Bush during his Heisman era. Pass into the end zone, low, but reeled in for the two-point conversion on the slant pattern on the left hand side, and the Farmington Knights. Now trail 28-7 to to the Central Rebels. They're getting the ball back when we return after this. 3.54 left to go in the second quarter on KFMO. The holidays are quickly approaching and another tax filing season is close behind. End of year tax planning is something that Taylor Tax and Consulting can help you with. All the new tax laws have most of us confused and understanding them is key to maximizing deductions and saving tax dollars in 2020. Ginger Taylor CPA at Taylor Tax can help guide you through the changes impacting you and your business. Find personalized service at Taylor Tax and Consulting in Farmington. Give her a call today at 573-701-0112. Since 1968, Leadbelt Pump and Supply has been serving the community with authorized sales and service. They have over 30 years of experience to help you with a reputation for quality. If you need contract drilling, Leadbelt Pump and Supply is happy to serve you. You'll find Leadbelt Pump and Supply at 204 East Elvins in Park Hills or give them a call at 573-431-2476. That's 573-431-2476. Leadbelt Pump and Supply. Central Rebels getting ready to boot it to the Farmington Knights. And it's a high kick that's going to bounce at the 30-yard line to the 25 where Casey McClain just dives on top of it before the Central Rebels can catch up. And it's down there, going to be first down and 10 for Farmington on their own 25-yard line. Out of town scoreboard check brought to you by Mineral Area over at Door Sullivan and North County battling in Bonterre right now. 18-7, your score. The Sullivan Eagles have the ball in enemy territory on the 40-yard line looking to add to that lead that they've built so far. St. Louis Blues also in action and on our sister station, B104.3. They are trailing the Arizona Coyotes 1-0 at the end of the first period. Game number three of 82 on the season for the note. Out-of-town scoreboard check brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door. Providing over 40 years of great service to their customers. Visit them online, mineralareadoor.com. Tinsley will give to Casey McLean right up the middle. No, he'll fake it and keep it. Jackson Jones adjusts quickly, wraps up Tinsley. Maybe he got a yard. Yeah, he got eh, a yard and a half on that play. And Farmington, I mean, they, they keep running the same thing to the left side of their offense, and they're getting nothing. They run the same thing to the right side. They're getting about five five to six yards. 
I understand you gotta gotta try to establish the left side now or the middle of the field, and they just haven't been able to do that. So we'll see if they if they switch things up here as they're gonna change the formation up just a little bit. Twins right, receiver left, and two running backs in the backfield with the quarterback Tinsley, and he'll give to the wing back to his right. Going to be Rice who takes it to the near side and gets spilled out of bounds after a Central Rebel defender bounces off of him trying to make that initial tackle. Nice gain of five on the play, third down four coming up for the Knights. And we've seen Farmington in this position a lot, third or fourth down in manageable positions, but not being able to get that big play that they really need to get back into this one. And that's where the option is hard because it's great when you need three, four yards, but you need a little bit more of that. Like here, you need five to definitely get the first it's third and four you get four it's going to depend on the spot and right up the middle Casey McLean met continues to fight forward a couple central rebels jump in to stop him and there we go he got four but it'll depend on the spot here whether or not he's got the first no signal from the officials yet I think they're going to mark him a foot shy they will yeah he's got about a yard to go and I mean that was that was three yards of pure power I mean, there was nothing there, and Case McLean just willed his way forward. He took on about three different guys and was able to get a, a, a nice little chunk play there. But if you're Farmington, man, this is a tough decision because, I mean, you need something positive. You only have two and a half minutes left to go in this half. You, you really need something here, but this is dire situation. Farmington set to get the ball in the cent- second half, but you don't want to give Central the ball in great field positions such as this. Looks like they're trying the hard count again. Central doesn't bite. Now they'll run a play. Kaysen McLean up the middle. He's met behind the line of scrimmage again on fourth down and short. And the Central Rebels dial it up on defense, and they force a turnover on downs deep in enemy territory. First and ten coming up on the 33. And you normally don't see a, a three four stuff the run like this. I mean, this is a, this is just impressive. I mean, they have given them nothing up the middle. It's all been around the outside, trying to take advantage of the defensive backs and the linebackers. And this this line for Central, they are playing tough, physical. They got the linebackers getting involved and cleaning everything up. I mean, this is a solid performance from the Central Rebels defense so far. And that's exactly it. It starts at the defensive line. They are occupying bodies on the Farmington offensive line, not letting them get to the second level, and giving free releases to Jackson Jones, who made that stop there. Quick out, left side. Henson's got it from Casey Murphy, and he'll be lassoed to the turf at the 20-yard line. Picks up about 12 on the play. We, I mean, we talk about Harlow. We talk about Casey. We talk about Jackson Jones. Barrett Henson's another one of those guys. you got to be careful with him. He's, he's going to be in there to block. He's going to be in there to, to run tough. But if you get him out in space, he's going to be able to make something happen. Yeah, with all the seniors Central has, you wonder who's going to be next for them. Barrett Henson certainly could be one. Jump ball end zone. Harlow pulls it in. Working against the corner in coverage. Gabe Giuliani and Harlow wins on the jump ball. And I think, once again, he might have gotten a little bit of a push-off, but the officials don't throw the flag, and the Central Rebels lead 34-7 to in the first half with a minute 50 left to go. I mean, Giuliani, he was just face-guarding, and he, he, he tried timing it, and he timed it a little too early. Arlo was able to get the jump off on him and was able to just – it's just another beautiful touch pass from – Murphy as he's looking to be back in form. Have yourself a game. Cannon Harlow, five catches, 147 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. We're not even at halftime. Kick is good. 35-7 your score, minute 50 left to go. Harlow with a 19-yard receiving touchdown on KFMO. 
You work hard to make sure your family has everything they need. Life insurance from American Family Life Insurance Company can help financially protect your loved ones by replacing a portion of your income if you were to pass away. That means your family will have the help they need to maintain their quality of life and pursue their dreams. Get the peace of mind you deserve by protecting what matters most. American Family Insurance. See Bill Betts on East Main Street in Park Hills or call 573-431-4893. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills, Cozy Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Curtis Glass in Park Hills, and by Graphic Options in Farmington. The Rebels kick it away short. It's grabbed by one of the upmen for the Farmington Knights who just goes down with it in his mitts. And it's Central Rebel, or excuse me, Farmington Knight ball on the 46-yard line. Well, if you're the Farmington Knights, when it rains, it pours. It's raining now at Farmington High School, and the Central Rebel offense is pouring it on. 35-7 to your score, minute 50 left to go in the first half. Farmington is going to get the ball to start the second half, which I think makes it even more imperative that you got to get something out of this drive here with the final minute 50 left on the clock before halftime. And you've got some good field position to do so as well, first and 10 on your own 46. Snap. Play fake. Tinsley rolling to his right out of the shotgun formation. Now he'll tuck and run. Cut it back inside under a few blockers, but gets pulled down with the left arm of Sammy Callaway in the open field. And all that turns into a gain of one on the play. And it's really tough to convert an option offense into a a two-minute offense. And we're we're seeing it right now as we're under 90 seconds left to go in this half. The pass plays in the triple option just take too long to develop, and Central was able to snuff that one out. Tinsley just had to tuck and run, basically fight for anything you could get, and that time it was just a gain of one. You're limited in two regards. Number one, your passing playbook is traditionally uh, thinner than what another team would have, even with running the triple option out of this new shotgun formation for Farmington this year as they pass to the far side of the field and tackled right about the spot for the first is going to be the receiver on the outside for Farmington, Sam Woodson. He's got the first, and that's huge because it stops the clock. That's the other factor that hurts in the option attack. If you're running the ball, the clock's running. It's a two, It's a double-edged sword right there. I mean, it's great whenever you have the ball and you're winning. It's terrible whenever you're losing and you're trying to make a quick, quick turnaround. Snap comes with 55 seconds to go. Quick out on the right-hand side, knocked out of bounds by Joe Bryant in coverage, and it stops with 52 seconds to play in the first half. Again, 35-7, the Farmington Knights trailing the Central Rebels with the ball. They've got second down and 10 coming up on the opposing 41-yard line. They've got two timeouts to play with still as well. So definitely time to still get something going here, but you're going to have to make probably do it in a couple plays. Farmington lines up with twin receivers left and right. Again, that short shotgun set for Tatum Tinsley to run the option with, and Casey McLean directly behind him in a two-point stance. Back to passes Tinsley, pump fake, few steps to his right, taking a shot down the field, knocked incomplete. Cornerback in coverage, Braden Berry. And of all people to try to throw a jump ball against amongst the central defensive backs, I'll say Joe Bryant won. Even though he doesn't have quite the size that six foot three Braden Berry does, that's my number two. Absolutely. And that ball was just overthrown a little bit too far. I mean, that, that's also something that you run into is you don't have a rhythm. You don't have a, a quarterback that's comfortable throwing whenever it's like, okay, now you got to throw. Well, it takes time for quarterbacks to get kind of settled in, and they, they've only had, you know, two pass plays before this drive, and it's real, it's a really tough conversion to try to make. 
Twins left, receiver right, wing back to the right of Tinsley with another tailback directly behind him. They give to said tailback. It's Casey McLean who's got a lane up the middle. McLean cuts back to his left. Joe Bryant tries to tomahawk the football away from him from behind and takes him down at the 14-yard line. Huge run for Casey McLean, and the Farmington offense is in business. First down and 10 from the 14. They'll reset the sticks while the clock pauses here momentarily with 40 seconds left to go. Farmington lining up quickly. They've got twin receivers left and right. Shotgun formation, orbit motion behind the quarterback and the running back. Going to be an option left side. The pitch to Giuliani who's tackled inside the 10 at the 8-yard line. Clock runs. 23 seconds left to go. Farmington still got two timeouts and they'll take one here. 35-7 your score. Farmington going to have second down and four yards to go when we return after this. 20 seconds remain in this ball game until halftime on KFMO. Lacary Auto Body, your PPG paint distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to help their many clients, like Unlimited Auto Body in Potosi, where experience counts. They are backed by the Good Housekeeping Seal. So for full body repair or full body paint and custom graphics, it's Unlimited Auto Body, 109 Missouri Street in Potosi. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by the Family Fun Center in Bonterre. Your Edward Jones agents, Allison Kinnon in Park Hills and John Brown in Farmington. Sam Chisholm Motors in Farmington. LeCarrie Auto Body in House Springs. And by Weems Insurance in Farmington. They put two seconds back on the clock. So mark it 22 seconds until halftime. Still, it's a 35-7 ball game in Farmington. Fighting for a chance to stay in this game. They have a chance to bookend halftime with touchdowns if they can score here. They're going to get the ball to begin half number two. They'll line up with trips on the right-hand side. One receiver alone on the left in Embry. Tailback behind the quarterback Tinsley in a pistol formation. Low snap. Tinsley picks it up off the turf. In the pocket with time. Now he'll run out to his left trying to get the end zone. He's taken out from his legs and down at the one with 14 seconds left to go. I'll pause the clock momentarily, but not for long. First and goal coming up. Farmington still has a timeout. They haven't called anything yet, and now they'll wind the clock. 13, 12, 11, 10. Farmington still getting lined up. They'll move a running back into the backfield. Eight seconds left to go. And now the timeout comes from Eric Krupe, who lost about almost half the time that he had when that previous play is all said and done it was 14 seconds he wanted his team to line up and go 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 let's see if we can get a play out of here so i don't have to use that timeout quite yet they weren't able to get a playoff we'll keep it here as he burns his third and final timeout we've seen the central rebels defense throughout this game bend and don't break and now they're bending like a piece of rubber here if they don't break pinned up against their own goal line i mean this is probably the last play of the half Unless your farm, unless Farmington runs a really quick pass play, which we haven't seen from them, they, you've from got them yet. time for like a slant, and that's about it. Even like a, a a quick out route, an arrow route, just for the ball to get all the way out there, you might not have time for that. That's pushing your luck. But if you do want two plays, it's got to be a slant here. And Farmington maybe just like we're going to do what we do best, and that's run the ball. That's what and, I would think. Get and, the ball in Casey McLean's hand. What do we talk about with Joe Bryant? You want the ball in your best player's hands? I'm with you. I want to see Farmington do the same thing. But we also have seen Case McLean get stood up twice and on fourth and one situations. This is first and goal to go. So they really need to figure something out here and get it get it in the end zone because they only have eight seconds and that clock will continue to run. He's got five out of his 13 total carries that have netted one or fewer yards. Jump ball, left side, pulled in with the right hand and intercepted by Foster. 
Oh, what a pick. I thought that was Joe Bryant for half a second there with that kind of interception. He was beat. The defender had, or the wide receiver at the corner of the end zone, and he reached up and tipped it to himself with his right hand. Well, what a play from the freshman corner out there, Karis Foster. <laughs> he, I mean, he, he had the sticky gloves on, but, I mean, that was all touch as he was able to bring in with the soft hand. I mean, and the soft hand. It was just yeah. one hand. I mean, he went it up and grabbed it. wasn't you tip and pull it in with both hands. He tipped it to himself with his right hand. No, and what a play. And, I mean, that, that just sucks the air out of the stadium. And, I mean, the central fan base, I mean, they're, they're loving it over here. They're having a great time. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's the opposite side of the stadium that had the, the air sucked out. And Central, they're going to line up with trips left, receiver right. We'll see what they do here. And Murphy going to drop back to pass. Throw it over the middle of the field. Hook and lateral. Joe Bryant's got it up the near sideline. One man to beat. He cuts back inside. Splits defender. Stiff arms another at the 30. And he's taken down there on a touchdown saving tackle by Max Woods, the sophomore. Or excuse me. That was Josh McCarthy with a game-saving touchdown. He's got the lone touchdown for Farmington in the first half. So what a play for McCarthy there. He's stood out for Farmington so far in what has been otherwise a forgettable first half. 35-7, they trail the Central Rebels as we head to halftime. Farmington's going to get the ball to start our second half. Coming up when we return, Midwest Sports Center Halftime Show next on KFMO. Hey, it's Joel Schrosser at Midwest Sports Center here in Farmington, Missouri. Hunting season is here. Take aim at our huge deals on select Polaris, Can-Am, Kawasaki, and Suzuki machines. Visit us online at MidwestSportsCenter.com or call me at 573-756-7579 to check out what's in stock. Our inventory is constantly updating with new and great used machines. Come visit me at 124 Walker Drive in Farmington, Missouri to find your next machine. At Ledco Community Credit Union, the mobile app makes it easier than ever to handle all of your daily banking needs. Designed to be intuitive and simple to use, the app offers you access to a wide range of popular features, including account balance and transfer, transfers between Ledco accounts, schedule, manage and pay bills, as well as mobile deposit capture. See their website for download instructions. The staff at Ledco Community Credit Union can make your life easier and more convenient. And they're proud to sponsor High School Sports Online. You can hear award-winning high school sports broadcasts on your computer or your iPad. Or you can download the KFMO radio app and have high school sports on any mobile device. Brought to you by KFMO and our partners at Ledco Community Credit Union. Visit us online at ledco.org or visit both of our branches. One in Park Hills, one in Farmington. Ledco Community Credit Union. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of High School Sports on KFMO. Call me, financial advisor Allison Douglas-Kinnon at 573-431-2220 for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. Hi, this is John Yao. Did you know we have office furniture, chairs, credenzas, and conference tables? Did you know that we have office supplies? Mineral Area Office Supply is proud to support high school sports in the parkland. 
Curtis Glass Center of Park Hill, serving the Parkland area since 1978 for your auto, home, or business, is the only local glass shop that offers in-house calibrations on foreign and domestic windshields. Curtis Glass Center is your choice for windshield replacement or repair, custom flat or tempered glass or home window repair, and the best customer service. Don't trust your glass to anyone else. Curtis Glass Center, 601 Main Street in Park Hills, or call 573-431-5616. Precious memories left behind Bring us joy and peace of mind When we celebrate the lives of those we love Proud to be a part of high school sports, Cozy Memorial Chapel and Crematorium, 217 West Columbia in Farmington. Fisher Auto Parts, your hometown parts store in Park Hills and Potosi, dedicated to providing you the absolute best in value and service. So the next time you're in need, depend on the pros at Fisher Auto Parts. That's Fisher Auto Parts in Park Hills and Potosi. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, taking care of routine eye exams to glaucoma, macular degeneration, and diabetic eye exams, from glasses to contact lenses, from urgent eye pain to dry eyes. We are here for you. Complete Vision Care, the ideal choice. To everyone who craves a rich and creamy hometown treat, let our team member Nevaeh tell you how we do it at Culver's. Every scoop of Culver's fresh frozen custard is made in small batches throughout the day. Because where we come from, the little things make a big difference. Like bringing back a seasonal favorite. Our salted caramel pumpkin concrete mixer and pumpkin spice shake are back for a limited time. Handcrafted with farm fresh dairy and real pureed pumpkin just for you. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with with love, love. welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. Hi folks, John Robinson, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's October and it's Jeep Power Days. All 23 Jeeps, at least 10% off. That's savings up to and over $10,000 depending on the unit. Rams you're looking for, we've got them in big savings. All our Rams, deep discounts, big rebates. Come test drive one today. Pre-owned, we've got a lot of pre-owned cars too and they need to go. So come see us, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of high school sports and remind you to stay alcohol, drug, and vape free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope. Online at sfccp.org. Welcome to the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report. Midwest Sports Center of Farmington is your premier dealership for power sports in Farmington, Missouri. Visit them for your next great adventure. On the road, off the road, or in the water, Midwest Sports Center is your ultimate outdoor toy store on Walker Drive in Farmington. The Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report on AM 1240 KFMO. Welcome into the Midwest Sports Center halftime show. Your score, 35 to 7. It is the Central Rebels leading the Farmington Knights at the break. A little Thursday night football on week nine of the high school football season. Bringing the highlights from the first half. We'll dive right into that without much happening in the out-of-town scoreboard. Do have a check on North County Sullivan we'll get to in a little bit. But this game started with the Central Rebels with a little trickery as well. Their second drive of the game. A little end around to Joe Bryant. And he connected deep down the field to Cannon Harlow for the score. Going to be a handoff on a jet sweep. Bryant looking to pass. Receiver in the end zone. Pulls it in. Cannon Harlow. Touchdown Central. 6-0 they lead. PAT was good from Fowler. And that makes it 7-0 in favor of the Central Rebels. Now Farmington would bounce right back on the ensuing kickoff. It would be returned all the way for a touchdown. 
scored by Josh McCarthy. So, 7-7 ball game kick was good for the Farmington Knights. Wouldn't last that way for long. Central Rebels would get the ball back, and Casey Murphy would go to work, connecting with Caden Casey. Murphy back to pass, throwing up a jump ball. Caden Casey, he's got him in the end zone for the score. 27-yard pitch and catch between Murphy and Casey would make it a 14-0 ball game with another good PAT. The Central Rebels would get back in the scoring action once again as Joe Bryant this time would rush a touchdown in. Give on the draw to Joe Bryant. Cuts back to his left, extends to the end zone, and he'll step in. Joe Bryant with a touchdown on the ground to complement his passing touchdown from back in the first quarter. Central's up by two scores, 20-7. to And we've got a PAT coming here. Well, the PAT was no good for the Central Rebels, keeping the score at 20-7. to But Joe Bryant wasn't done there. He'd rush in for another touchdown shortly after that from even further out this time. 45-yard gain. Joe Bryant's got a little dance in the backfield as he splits defenders up the right seam. He'll score. Joe Bryant, his second rushing touchdown of the game, third overall with his passing touchdown as well. And with 3.54 left to go in the second quarter, the Central Rebels extend their lead 26-7. We'll see if they go for one or two. Are we sure Joe Bryant actually plays wide receiver? He's got one catch for 13 yards on the ground, eight carries, 100 yards, and two rushing touchdowns. We'll have more on stats in a little bit. Still got to finish up some highlights. We got one more from the Central Rebels in the first half. Kaysen Murphy's second passing touchdown of the game, second receiving touchdown of the game from Cannon Harlow, but it's the first time they connected. Jump ball end zone. Harlow pulls it in. Working against the corner in coverage, Gabe Giuliani and Harlow wins on the jump ball. And I think once again, he might have gotten a little bit of a push off, but the officials don't throw the flag. And the Central Rebels lead 34 to seven in the first half with a minute 50 left to go. Another PAT would split the uprights, making it a 35-7 score at the half. Offensive explosion from the Central Rebels. Now, admittedly, this is my first time seeing the Central Rebels offense in person this season. But I have a little conspiracy theory about the play calling in this game. I've got my tinfoil hat on. I'll touch on that during the second half. It's Midwest Sports Center halftime show. We'll take another break. Coming up when we return, out-of-town scoreboard check, North County Sullivan. They'll both wrap up their regular season tonight in Bon Terre. We'll tell you how that game's going after this on KFMO. Hey, it's Joel Schroster at Midwest Sports Center here in Farmington, Missouri. Hunting season is here. Take aim at our huge deals on select Polaris, Can-Am, Kawasaki, and Suzuki machines. Visit us online at MidwestSportsCenter.com or call me at 573-756-7579 to check out what's in stock. Our inventory is constantly updating with new and great used machines. Come visit me at 124 Walker Drive in Farmington, Missouri to find your next machine. Banking with people like you. We are happy to support all of the area's athletes and are proud to be a part of high school sports. Banking with people like you, Unico Bank. 
the employees and staff at your local Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi are proud to support our local high school students and proud to be a part of our area high school sports. Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi want to wish all of our local teams the best of luck this season. No matter what your sport, they support you at the Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi. Save money, live better at Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi. The more life changes, the more your insurance needs change too. Hi, I'm Brian Laramore, your shelter insurance agent in Farmington. For auto, home, or life, I can help you find the coverage that's right for you and your family. Stop by and see me at 306 North Washington or give me a call at 573-756-2151. Let's review your current coverages and make sure you're getting the right coverage and the right price. We are the people behind the shield at Brian Laramore Shelter Insurance Agency in Farmington. Community Manor in Farmington is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Community Manor has an overall rating of 1, quality rating of 1, and a staff rating of 1. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, which includes a range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics. Visit Community Manor in Farmington at 783 Weber Road or give them a call 573-756-8998. LaCarrie Auto Body, your PPG paint distributor for the Parkland for over 30 years is proud to help their many clients like Wilson Auto Body, a full-service body shop in Arcadia. At Wilson Auto Body, they have been in business for 40 years. All their work is guaranteed and work for all insurance companies. That's Wilson Auto Body in Arcadia. Looking for reliable accounting and tax services? Look no further than Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. For top-notch financial solutions, call 573-546-3104 or visit kitchellaccounting.com for more info. Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service, your trusted partner in financial success. You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit MineralAreaDoor.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at MineralAreaDoor.com. Serving you since 1978. Back at the Midwest Sports Center halftime show, your score at the break, 35-7. to It is the Central Rebels leading the Farmington Knights. Not the only game in our area in action tonight. As we take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard check, brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door. And right up Highway 67, about 20 minutes, you got the North County Raiders playing this evening. We've covered that Thursday night football game these past couple of years. This is new territory for the Farmington and Central matchup, so unable to make it to Bonterre and see uh, Ed Haar, head coach of the Potosi Trojans, former, excuse me, head coach of the Potosi Trojans, now coaching Sullivan, unable to see him again this season. But it's a 26-7 to score in favor of his Sullivan Eagles over Brian Jones' North County Raiders currently. That game also at halftime. It got into halftime a little bit after our game did, so we'll be starting the second half shortly before that contest gets going. We'll be sure to keep you updated on the latest happenings in that game throughout the second half of both contests. Out-of-town scoreboard check brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door, 1020 Woodlawn Drive, just north of Farmington. Install entry and storm doors, decks and railings, beam central vacuum systems, and more. For a full list of services, visit mineralareador.com. Our score here, 35-7, to central out in front of Farmington. We'll break down these stats. Brought to you by Sam Sism Ford Lincoln. Coming your way next on the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Show. 
Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here, Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington. I would like to send out a huge thank you to all that have purchased cars from us this year. We've had a fantastic year. Go to thinkcarsmart.com and check out how I've revamped our inventory. Now 80% of our cars are under 20,000 and all late model vehicles. Do not miss out. Go to thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next car today. That's Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington. When you're in the market for a car, think smart, think car smart, and shop us first. Car Smart, where buying a car isn't rocket science. Dan, which do you prefer, classic round or thin crust pizza? Hmm, that's tough, Charlotte. I love both. Well, great news. Little Caesars has a terrific deal with a large, crispy, and thin crust pepperoni pizza for only $7.99. Thin and crispy pepperoni for $7.99? Yep, and it's every day, hot and ready at Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. I'm cruising my 59 to Little Caesars for a thin and crispy pepperoni for only $7.99. Dan, can I have a ride? We care and take care of you when it comes to your insurance needs. I'm Chris Morrison, your local State Farm agent in Farmington. Our agency will take the time to sit down with you and develop an insurance plan best suited for you and your family. Learn more online at chrismorrisonagency.com. We're proud to be a part of high school sports. Oh, what is that stench? Oh, Boogie, you smell terrible. Dogs can stink up the whole house when not properly groomed and bathed. Take them to Pawfection Pet Grooming where your fur child looks and smells perfect. Ew, Boogie, have you been eating the trash? Make Pawfection Pet Grooming your first choice for all pet grooming needs. Give them a call today at 573-482-0163. Pawfection Pet Grooming in Park Hill. Car not starting? Yeah, it just started doing this, and I, I don't know who to trust to take care of it. You should take it to Black Knight Automotive in Farmington. They specialize in battery replacement, oil changes, AC work, and so much more. Okay, I'll call and make an appointment today. Call Black Knight Automotive in Farmington today at 573-664-1213. And if you're a Farmington student or employee, you can show your ID badge, and you'll receive 10% off your purchase. At RP Lumber in Park Hill, they are all about you. From providing the best customer service to offering the top products that help get that summer project done. Let RP Lumber in Park Hills help you turn your dream home into reality. Whatever the project, think RP Blue from the very best in professional service, quality products, and fast delivery. RP Lumber on East Main Street in Park Hills. Think Blue. RP Blue. RP Lumber in Park Hills. Visit their website, rplumber.com. Wake up and smell the excitement at Number 9 Coffee Company. Thrilled to announce that they are now open on Sundays too. Sip your favorite blends, indulge in their delectable treats, all while soaking in the cozy atmosphere you love. Whether it's a solo moment of tranquility or a laid-back hangout with pals, Sundays are now for sipping at Number 9. Make your Sundays brutiful at Number 9 Coffee Company, where every cup tells a story. 30 Woodlawn Drive in Lettington. Back at the Midwest Sports Center halftime show, 35-7, your score here. It's the Central Rebels leading over the Farmington Knights. And we'll take a look at the stats brought to you by Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. We'll start with the Farmington Knights. Tough sledding for them. They've got one single play from scrimmage that has generated more than 10 yards of offense, and it came in the waning minute of the first half, that 20-yard run from Kaysen McLean. Otherwise, passing-wise, Tatum Tinsley, tough game through the air. Again, this is an option offense, but he is 0-3 passing with two interceptions. 
Meanwhile, on the ground, Jason McLean, 13 carries, 44 yards, averaging a little under 3.5 yards per carry. Tatum Tinsley's got 5 carries for 22 yards, and Gabe Giuliani, 6 carries for 26 yards. He also got a carry for 5 for Connor Rice and 1 carry for 3 for Chase Buchanan. All said and done, a perfect 100 yards rushing, and that's the total offense for the Farmington Knights through one half of play. Meanwhile, for the Central Rebels, get ready for some big numbers here. Give you the team numbers first. 216 through the air, 105 on the ground, 321 total on the game. Uh, through the air, Kaysen Murphy is 9 of 9 passing with two touchdowns. He's got 176 of those 216 passing yards. The other 40, Joe Bryant, one for one passing himself with a touchdown too. On the ground, Joe Bryant, eight carries, 100 yards, two scores, both of them coming on his last two carries. And Cannon Harlow, two catches, or two carries rather, for 15 yards. Casey Murphy does have a loss of 10 on the ground with that botched snap. Meanwhile, Cannon Harlow, he is five catches for 147 yards and two touchdowns in the game. Caden Casey has a 27-yard touchdown reception. Barrett Henson, two catches, 26 yards. Jackson Jones, a catch for three yards, and I apologize I didn't put up that final play in the game for the Central Rebels in my stat sheet. So they've got probably, what, another 50 yards or something like that. Joe got tackled at about the third. No, even more than that because they started inside their at about their own 10. So at 40, 50, call it 60, and even 60. Does that sound fair to you? Like I said, you're the engineer last week. I, I'm, I'm the radio guy. Well, it was an interception in the end zone, so it would have been oh, at, yes, the at the 20. So they, and they brought him down just shy of the Farmington 30, so that would be – about, that'd be, about 60 yards. That'd be 50. Oh, no. Yeah, 50, wouldn't it? 30 to get to uh, midfield and then another 20 after that? Yeah, you're asking the engineer to do math on, on his night off. That's thank, I, thank you. Yeah, I'm, you're, I'm asking the engineer <laughs> to do math. The radio guy shouldn't out-math you. Don't let that happen. 50 yards on that pitch and catch. So uh, throw another 50 up on the board for Joe Bryant receiving and uh, for Casey Murphy through the air as well. That's going to put him at 226 on the air and 10 of 10 passing in the game as well. Really big first half from Kaysen Murphy. Nice to see him clicking with the playoffs around the corner. We'll take a break. Final check of the out-of-town scoreboard to see what's coming up tomorrow night in terms of Friday night football. That's next here on the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Show, 35-7 Central out in front of Farmington. Yeah, I hate spiders. Are those mice droppings? Ugh, I can't take this. First the spider web, now mice droppings on my floor? I need to get this taken care of immediately. No, I'm home. Oh, I'll call the Parkland Pest Control in Farmington. Years of experience? You should have no problem getting rid of these pests. Voted best in the Parkland, Parkland Pest Control in Farmington. Give them a call at 573-315-9557 and make sure to like them on Facebook. One last time here on the halftime show. We'll take, take you around the area and look at the football scores for tonight and look ahead towards tomorrow. So the game you're listening to right now, 35-7 Central leaves Farmington. Sullivan at the half leads North County 26-7. to Tomorrow night we'll be in St. Genevieve for Valley Catholic and the Kennet Indians. That should be a very nice matchup. Uh, definitely a big-time matchup for uh, Central's district as well as Kennet is in Class 3, District 1. And, and other scores, you got Potosi Trojans going down to face the Cape Central Tigers. DeSoto will be at Orchard Farm. 
Another one to keep an eye on, the Jackson Indians on the road against the Festus Tigers. That'll be tomorrow night. East Prairie makes a visit to Fredericktown. St. Pius, they'll be going down to Perryville to face the Pirates. The Cuba Wildcats will be in Imperial to face the Windsor Owls. Hillsboro, they'll be on the road in Popper Bluff to take on the Mules. And St. Jen, the Dragons will be down to face the Kelly Eagles. That is all the games that are tonight and tomorrow here for week nine of high school football here in the Parkland Sports area. And that will also wrap up the Midwest Sports Center halftime show. 35-7 your score. Second half coming up when we return after this. Farmington trails, but they'll get the football. We'll see what kind of an answer they've got coming out of the halftime locker room here on KFMO. You've been listening to the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report. Midwest Sports Center of Farmington is your premier dealership for power sports in Farmington, Missouri. Visit them for your next great adventure. On the road, off the road, or in the water, Midwest Sports Center is your ultimate outdoor toy store on Walker Drive in Farmington. Stay tuned. The second half is next on AM 1240 KFMO. Hey there, everybody. Harvest will be having their annual trunk or treat October 31st, and we want to invite you out to help us light the night from 5 to 7 p.m. There will be inflatables, hot dogs, cotton candy, popcorn, and, of course, tons of candy. For more information, check out our website at www.reapnow.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also call our offices at 573-431-3266. Harvest annual trunk or treat from 5 to 7 p.m. October 31st. Don't miss it. Craving something delicious? Head over to Dairy Queen in Farmington. Their tasty, juicy chicken tender box is a flavor explosion you won't want to miss. It comes with crispy onion rings and perfectly golden fries. Made with love, served with a smile, and all at an affordable price. Treat yourself today at Dairy Queen in Farmington. Your taste buds will thank you. Farmington Dairy Queen, located at 1701 West Columbia Street. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by the Family Fun Center in Bonterre. Your Edward Jones agents, Allison Kinnan in Park Hills and John Brown in Farmington. Sam Chisholm Motors in Farmington. LeCarry Auto Body in House Springs. And by Weems Insurance in Farmington. Devin Graff getting ready to boot it away for the Central Rebels. They hold a 35-7 lead as we head into half number two. Farmington Knights, they got a couple players back deep to return, but Graf hasn't been kicking it that deep. He does kick it deep-ish this time, and it's grabbed by one of the upmen for Farmington. Tries to split defenders, and he's taken down just shy of the 45-yard line. At the 44, that's where the Knights will get the ball to begin the second half. We'll reintroduce you to their starting offense. Tinsley's the quarterback with McLean at fullback. Gabe Giuliani and Connor Rice are the wingbacks slash slot receivers. And the outside receivers, Ian Zoner is the X. Sam Woodson is the Z. Left to right in the offensive line, Cathcart, Fripp, Crawford, Weiss, and Berkner. The defense for the Central Rebels, it's Rasnick, Weinhold, and Richardson in the defensive line. They've got a deep rotation there, though. Harlow and Cosby, the outside linebackers. Jones and Callaway inside. As we got a read option and the give to Gabe Giuliani on the right side. Gets across the line of scrimmage, has a little lane to run through. It closes on him quickly, though, as he picks up three yards. Third down, or excuse me, second down and seven coming up in a moment here. The rest of the defense for the Central Rebels, Jones and Callaway, linebackers in the middle, and the defensive backs, Barry, Bryant, Casey, Foster. Shelter Insurance bringing you those starting lineups all season long. We're your shield, we're your shelter. 
Farmington's going to need to get a good couple plays here. They got three yards off the right side. That works well for them in the first half. We'll see if they continue to go that way. Another read option. Didn't see a lot of read option for the Farmington Knights in the first half. Seen a lot more of it in the second half. Not as much success. Loss of one on the play for Gabe Giuliani. And it'll set up third down and eight. Central defense looking for a quick stop. Let's get the ball back early in the second half themselves. Time to open up the playbook a little bit more. They did get a little bit of momentum there at the end of the half trying to pass the ball. We'll see if they try to do it here. As this is probably the first time we've really seen them in third and not manageable. I mean, this is third and eight now. So we'll see what they can what they can draw up here. This may be four-down territory for them once again. And like we spoke to earlier, the limitations, at least in the traditional triple option, is you don't have as much of a dynamic playbook when it comes to third and long situations like you have here. A little more help out of the shotgun set is Tinsley. He's in trouble. Tries to spill to his left. Now will reverse field to his right. Now will reverse his back to his left again. He's going backwards. And now he goes back to his right and throws it short and incomplete to Cason McLean, who does go for it and good thing it was incomplete because if that was completed to Casey McLean all said and done it's a loss of 10 and he threw it about 10 yards down the field I mean he was just like Tecmo Bowl Bo Jackson zigging and zagging back and forth the problem is you don't have that cheat code level speed to eventually get the edge on the entire defense and he had his linemen they were doing good jobs they were coming back they were getting good cut blocks coming back back this way and they just really haven't been they weren't able to bring receivers back to them the receivers were all so far downfield that i mean none of them could recover and come back and help their quarterback here comes zoner to punt once again and he gets away a high punt joe bryant watches it two hop and he'll get it on his own 15 yard line and anytime he's got the ball in his hands on a punt return look out as he spins reverses now cuts back to the outside outside the numbers now and finally taken down there well, that was a lot of effort for what turned into about 13 yards all said and done. That kind of looked exactly like what Tatum Tinsley was trying to do on the previous play. And he definitely, it looked like he didn't really want to return it. It kind of bounced right to him. I mean, it kind of came up on him quick, so he had to grab it. I actually thought it was going over his head based on how nonchalantly he was standing there until it hopped to him, and he was like, okay, let's go. And here come the Central Rebels' offense. Let's see, is that Joe Bryant at quarterback now? Is Casey Murphy out of the game already? I was wondering at halftime if they play it safe with him. It is Joe Bryant, and he's going to run right side with Jackson Jones lead blocking in front of him. Patiently awaits a blocker to set up as he crosses the 50 and taken down at the opposing 43-yard line. But he had a flag down and a holding on the Rebels will back it up and negate a nice long run of about 30 yards for Joe Bryant. And he had a convoy, too, and he was he was moving down the field as it looks like Mur- Murphy's going to come back into the game. So we'll see see what the strategy is there. Definitely don't want to put him out there more than you have to. Reintroduce the starters on both sides while they mark off this penalty. Murphy back at quarterback for the Rebels, not being sat cautiously through the second half. Jones the running back with Barry, Harlow, Bryant, and Casey the receivers, although Bryant will line up in the backfield quite a bit. Presswood, Carver, Murray, Callaway, Weinhold, that's the O-line left to right. The defense for Farmington, 4-3 front, Probst, Berkner, Fripp and Cathcart, the D-line. Giuliani, McLean, and Buchanan, the linebackers. The corners are Zoner and Coughlin, while the safeties, Tinsley and Rice. And they give to Jackson Jones, and he loses some of that penalty yardage. And will set up a second down and 11 after he picks up four yards on the play. 
Yeah, that penalty made it first and 14. Always got to love the odd number first downs with the yardage to go as it was a spot foul on that holding. So he's basically back to where they started with second down as Jones is coming back off onto the sideline here holding his shoulder. Three receivers left, one to the right. They're going to motion Bryant out that way, and he'll catch it. And some momentum at his back. Turn up the left sideline as he weaves his way through blockers. He's taken down on that far side, and he's hurt. He rolls onto his back, and Joe Bryant is down on the far side of the field right now. He'll sit himself up and pick himself up off the turf. And the Central Rebels faithful will collectively breathe a sigh of relief as a flag came in on the play as well. And we're going to get another holding on the Rebels backing up the offense. All right, while they'll mark this one off, I'm going to tell you my tinfoil conspiracy theory for the Central Rebels offense in this game. Corey Schweiss is not calling plays tonight. In my opinion, and I've seen this offense from Central before where they get the ball out of Case and Murphy's hands quickly, a little more up-tempo stuff. Then they take shots down the field after they set up the underneath stuff. That screams to me it's Jake Bridges calling the plays right now. He did it at the end of last season in the Fredericktown game, I believe it was. Or actually, no, it might have been this Farmington contest. It was a late-season game for Central where they handed off the play calling to him, and they similarly, like tonight, had a very big first half offensively. Tunnel screen, Joe Bryant met immediately by a defender as he catches it and taken down on the play. And once again... Making a play on the field, it was Josh McCarthy with the tackle for loss. To, in response to your conspiracy theory, you do realize that there are 10 other people besides Jake Bridges that could be calling plays tonight for Central. Yeah, but I remember that Jake Bridges game. I called that game, and, man, the Central Rebels offense was lighting things up. So I got a feeling that this is Jake Bridges once again calling plays. Two receivers on either side. It's Cason Murphy signaling out to his receivers on the right for a different play. He claps, and he's got it. Pump fake. Now he'll look to his left. Rolls out that way. Now he'll look to run. Cason Murphy gets out of bounds. And the last thing you want is him taking any unnecessary hits after dislocating his elbow, his non-throwing elbow, mind you, earlier in the season. 35-7 to score. 7.58 left to go in the third quarter. It's just not needed at this point from him. Don't take those hits. No, and it was a pickup of 11, and they're back. It's now 4th and 10, and the, the penalties have really hurt this drive. They, they've had some good plays and good good opportunities just shooting themselves in, their own, in the foot once again. Murphy's going to come out. Bryant lines up as the quarterback for now, but expect him to take a couple strides back to punt it away. And he will do just that. He's now lined up in the shotgun set about 10 yards deep and gets away a nice spiraling punt that's going to be returned at the 40-yard line by the Farmington Knights. They take it up the far side. It's Leesk. And he doesn't get a lot of yardage out of it, but the Farmington Knights will still get some good field position on the 45-yard line. Here's part of the reason why I also uh, think Jake Bridges was calling those plays. He's a former Central Levels quarterback. So if anyone's going to know the playbook, and they've got a couple of quarterbacks out there on the sideline. Jace Bland is there as well. But if anyone's going to know the playbook, it's going to be him. And we'll see what Farmington can do here. This is a big drive for them. If they can get any kind of momentum here, I mean, it's a four-score game, so it's it's not like the lead's in danger right now. But you definitely need something positive coming out of, the, out of this game. Triple option out of the backfield. The give to Cason McLean. He reverses field to his right after seeing the cutback lane open up and turns it into a little gain of three yards on the play. 
and this is this is what we've seen from Farmington all night is the the opportunity for a big play, but just not able to break through and, and capitalize on the holes that have been created. They've been really picking on that right side, and they've had pretty good success so far. But other than that, they're, they really haven't had a whole lot to speak of. Yeah, give credit to P.J. Jones for getting his team ready for a new-look Farmington offense. Same concepts, different way of delivering it out of the shotgun, but we have not seen anybody out of position against this option offense, which is usually the entire point of the option offense, as Tinsley runs right side, keeps it instead of pitching it, and picks up two yards. It's third down and, I'll call it three yards on the play, third and a long four coming up here. But we have not seen the Farmington Knights out of position at all in this option offense, and at least locally i haven't seen the team run this version of the option since perryville forever ago yeah and i mean it's 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 much more dynamic than previous options we've seen for farmington but central i looked on that play they had eight guys in the box i mean they know what's coming and it's maybe just a little too one-dimensional right now trips right receiver left pistol formation as the running back mclean Stands about one step behind Tinsley. Tinsley back to pass with time across the middle. Tipped and intercepted by Jackson Jones as he tips it to himself. And he'll be taken down on his own 47-yard line. Tinsley's third interception of the game. The first one that goes to Jackson Jones. And the Rebels have the ball back first and 10 on their own 48-yard line. 47, excuse me. And that was another one-handed. This time it was a juggle to himself. Yes. But he was able to put the baseball skills to work there, putting the hand-eye coordination, go, gotten all that going on now. So that, that was a, a really nice read and was able to deflect it to himself and try to get a little bit of a play afterward. Direct snap, Joe Bryant in the backfield as they'll go wildcat will the Rebels. He follows his blocker's left side and finally gets pulled to the turf. After picking up seven yards on that run. And that blocking was so well executed on that play by Central. Credit to Joe Bryant for remaining patient, but it's not like he really made anybody miss on that play. In fact, the first tackler that got to him made the play. Yeah, and that, that's hard to do. <laughs> if you got Joe Bryant coming at you, that's that's hard to do is to get, get him with the first guy, and he's going to be in the backfield as Murphy's back out on the field once again. Twin receivers left, one to the right, a wing back on the right-hand side as well. Read option for Central this time as they give to Joe Bryant, who is immediately met in the middle of the field and taken down. Picks up just one third and two coming up as deep down the field. About what, like 20 yards down the field after the play? Sammy Calloway was tied up with a Farmington Knight player. And that's not a good sign when you are matched up with an offensive lineman but you're 20 yards away from the play. That means you got beat on that play. Third down and two. Shotgun set for the Rebels with a running back on either side. They'll give to Joe Bryant, who is lined up on the left. He'll run right, and he'll run out of bounds after picking up four yards. No sense in taking an unnecessary hit in a game that you're leading 35-7 to with five minutes left to go in the third quarter, especially when you've already got the first down. And bringing back to that last play, there's no reason to have be tangled up with a guy 20 yards down the field And whenever you're up in this situation. I understand. We, we've been talking D.K. Metcalf, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver. He was asked about this, and he's like, I'm going to play how I play. Mm-hmm. That's probably not what you want to hear from your superstar wide receiver, and you definitely don't want to have a penalty like that late in this game that you're up by four scores. 
They'll motion Brian out to the left side. Fake to him. Go screen back to the right side for Cannon. Harlow, who's got all the room in the world. Harlow cuts back inside to make a defender miss. Picking up a block down the field and spilled out of bounds. Just shy of the 20-yard line at the 21. Pick it up. 18 on the play. Another little bit of trickeration as they sent Bryant out to the flat and then they came back the other way. We saw that play work late in the first half and they were able to get a big play from Harlow again. And, was, and that time he had a little bit of a convoy, not as many blockers as he had last time, but a nice play to set him up in good field position as they are now at the Farmington 26, or 21, excuse me. So they are right outside the red zone and looking to score once again. Harlow, he's been playing great tonight. He's in contention for some free pizza as Henson will run left side and get inside the 20 to the 15-yard line. No, just shy. They spot him at the 7. I thought he certainly got closer than that. Yeah, definitely the way, way he went down, it looked like he may have gotten an extra couple of yards, but far side official marking him at the 17. So pickup of, we'll call it 4. Not see, We haven't seen Henson carry the ball a whole lot, but he's able to make something happen whenever he does. He, he just about had a, had a couple cuts away from the end zone. He had two catches for 26 yards in the first half. That's his first carry of the ball game, however. They move him all over the place, though. He's currently lined up in the slot on the right side now. Fade, corner, end zone, incomplete, trying to find Cannon Harlow again on a jump ball. Or is that Harlow? Actually, no, that looks like it's Braden Berry they're trying to find. Get him a touchdown against his former team. And it was Rhett Coughlin in coverage on that far side. And he was basically just face guarding him, but he didn't. There was no contact, and it was going to be a tough play for for Barry to make. So definitely a good no call there by the official, as you probably would have wanted wanted a flag for not turning around and looking to try to find the ball. Well, that's a friendlier matchup for Farmington in terms of height. Coughlin is six one, Barry six three, as I mentioned earlier. Bryant's got it, and he'll spin back to the outside on a little quick hit, but he's met. And quickly taken down by Farmington before he can get anything going. It's going to set up a fourth down and four for the Farmington Knights. After it's a pickup of two from Joe Bryant. And again, Cason Murphy, zero, or excuse me, that incompletion was his first incompletion of the game on the jump ball try to Barry. And this is interesting to see what Central decides to do here. They've been a little bit more conservative in the play calling, but you really don't need to, to go go for it here. But, I mean, if you don't have a kicker, you, you're kind of in no man's land as they're at their own, at the Farmington 14, rather. Two wide receivers spread out wide. Coming in motion is Cannon Harlow. They're going to give to him on that little jet sweep power run on the right side. He's met and pushed forward as a lineman comes in to knock his momentum forward. And I think that gave him just enough for the first by a few inches. It did. First and ten for the Rebels. And Eric Krupe, he is livid on that far sideline. <laughs> just about through his laminated sheet of play calls down on the ground as they had that play stopped that's basically what this drive has been farmington's been able to read the play they just haven't been able to stop them for for little no gain central's winning the physicality game here the next hat on the ball after the two players met that was weinholz the offensive tackle for the central rebels on the right hand side he's the reason harlow picked up that first down First down and goal now for Central as they've got it on the 10-yard line. Murphy rolling left, passes. Caden Casey's got it and spilled out of bounds at the 5. And that's just a smart decision right there if you're Casey Murphy. Just take the quick the quick play, get the good completion. You're, you're already in goal, and now you've got second and goal from the 4. 
Maybe maybe one of those things that we talked about with Tatum Tinsley earlier where he you just need to get rid of it. Murphy was able to get rid of it and had a guy there to check it down to. Maybe that's something that we, we just really haven't seen Farmington been able to do with their passing plays. And the Central Rebels with this drive as well, absolutely demolishing the third quarter clock. We're down to 2.45 left to go in the frame. Running back on either side for Murphy in a shotgun formation. He's got two receivers on the right-hand side. Casey in the slots. Barry on the outside. The give to Bryant. Cuts it back. Left reaches for the end zone, and he's got it for the score. Joe Bryant, his third rushing touchdown of the ball game, extends the lead to 41-7 with 2.40 left to go in quarter number three. And the line just got him just enough of a crease to to stick the ball across the goal line. He didn't really enter the goal line. He no. just put the ball out there and be like, yes, I got the, I got the line. Give All it, it has to do is cross the plane. And I'll tell you what, when it's Joe Bryant, a little bit of a crease is more than enough of a crease. We'll see what if Central can get the extra point here. Snap is down, and the kick low and no good. Missing there, and the score remains 41-7 to with 2.40 left to go in quarter number three. It's the Central Rebels leading the Farmington Knights. Farmington getting the ball when we return after this. You're listening to Thursday Night Football on AM 1240 KFMO. The holidays are quickly approaching, and another tax filing season is close behind. End-of-year tax planning is something that Taylor Tax and Consulting can help you with. All the new tax laws have most of us confused, and understanding them is key to maximizing deductions and saving tax dollars in 2020. Ginger Taylor CPA at Taylor Tax can help guide you through the changes impacting you and your business. Find personalized service at Taylor Tax and Consulting in Farmington. Give her a call today at 573-701-0112. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Flooring Systems in Farmington, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, Will at Home Furnishings in Bonterre, CarSmart of Farmington, and by Kilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois. Another short kick grabbed by one of the up men for the Farmington Knights who just slides right away. Don't try to play hero ball with it. Just go down. I'd even say go a step further and just call the fair catch on it. Don't even risk getting walloped by a potential Central Rebel if that hangs up a little higher. But nonetheless, it's first and 10 for the Knights with the ball on their own 42-yard line. And hard to believe this is only their second drive of the second half. They got the ball, quick drive, gave it to Central. And Central took all the time in the world to march down in what wound up being a four-yard rushing touchdown for Joe Bryant, his fourth overall score of the game, third on the ground. Triple option, Kaysen McLean pulled down from behind in the backfield. And he's had a good game himself offensively and defensively. Nathan Weinhold on the TFL. And it's a loss of three officially, second and 13 coming up at the 40-yard line on the Knights' side of the field. And we've been giving them props all night, but the, the interior of the central defense has given them nothing as McLean was looking to run up the middle like he, like he normally does, like the bell cow back he is, and he had to bounce it outside. There was just nothing there. He got wrapped up from behind. He's averaging just a hair under three yards per carry, but that's with that 20-yard run worked in. Without it, it's 1.7 yards per carry. Barry breaks a tackle behind the line of scrimmage. Ball comes free. And is that Foster on it? Yes, it is. Central Rebel ball on the forced fumble, and they've got it back on the opposing 39. 
And we've seen Farmington run that, try to run that play a couple times where they'll bring the, the, the slot man, Giuliani, in motion. And that time they gave it to him, and he was trying to run across the line of scrimmage, basically, and try to seal that edge and get around the outside and, was able, and lost the ball as he was going to the turf. He almost made it down safely. And Foster, what a, what a game that guy's having. I mean, freshman out there making, making plays. Yeah, freshman cornerback for the Central Rebels. And you're right, he has been making plays all over the place. Haven't seen him get the ball on offense, but I have seen him out there a little bit in the second half. We'll see if maybe they try to reward him with uh, a touching of the ball in half number two as the first team offense back out there for the Rebels. High snap as Casey Murphy pulls it in with his left dominant hand. The give to Bryant up the middle, and well, guess what? Another big gain on the play of about 12 yards. And that's been the big difference in this game is Central, when they run the ball, it's been chunks of two to three yards per play. You know, Tatum Tinsley is averaging about four. He's been nice so far through this game. Uh, Joe Bryant is averaging about nine yards a carry throughout this game. Cannon Harlow over 17 yards per carry. Every time the Knights touch the ball, even Casey Murphy, without that one low snap, he's got one carry for 11 yards. Here's Bryant once again. Pinball on his way off defenders, and he breaks free at the 15. Tries to spin away from one more, but can't. And he's down at the 13-yard line. Another big game this time of 16 for Bryant. I mean, he's just, he, he, he can't just be wearing, like, normal clothes. I mean, they, he had to soak him in something. Vaseline or something I mean, I like mean, that. I mean, he is so slippery. slippery. Yeah. It's crazy. He had You four. cannot arm tackle him. And it is because of power, but it's not just pure power. It's because when you're getting a hand on him, he's so elusive that You've got better have a vice grip on that jersey of his and pull him in really fast. It's that twitchiness that yeah. you just don't see a whole lot. Twin receivers on either side for Murphy. Sets his feet in the pocket as he gets the snap. Rolls right, spins back to his left-hand side. Sets his eyes downfield once again. Throws for the end zone. Caden Casey's got it right at the goal line, but they're going to mark him short. It was a question of whether or not he caught it in the end zone and came out with it. It was right on the goal line where he made the catch, and they say, no, he's just short. Either way, first and goal coming up for the Central Rebels after the gain of 10 on the play. It was a good catch regardless of whether he was in the end zone or not. And Murphy, he was scrambling. He was looking for any kind of help he could get, and he was able to roll to his dominant left side, was able to find Casey there at the edge of the end zone, not quite able to break break across the plane, but it'll bring up first and goal from the two now. Here comes a power eye offense for the Central Rebels as they're just trying to figure out who's lining up where. It goes in this order. Jackson Jones, the first fullback, then Joe Bryant as a tailback, then another tailback behind him and Braden Berry. The give to the final man, Berry, and he'll score on the right side for a rushing touchdown against his former team, the Farmington Knights. Five seconds left to go in the third quarter, and Farmington has cracked open a 47-7 lead with a PAT coming up. Well, it wasn't the super eye like we've seen Michigan pull out of the bag a couple times, but the extra fullbacks was able to help seal that hole right in between the right, right guard and the right tackle, and he was able to waltz into the end zone essentially and uh, bury getting his name in the score sheets. That's been a staple of Coach Corey Schweiss's offensive playbook since football was invented. Kick is no good as it misses the uprights, and the score remains 47-7. to We've got five seconds and then a running clock through the fourth quarter when we return after this. Rebels lead the Knights on KFMO. Speed. You are speed. 
Get your heart racing at BNL Hobbies, the ultimate Traxxas dealer. Explore a world of excitement with trucks, rock crawlers, boats, planes, and monster trucks. Fuel the thrill on the dirt track every Friday night. Need parts or accessories? BNL have got you covered. Open Tuesday to Thursday, 10 to 4, Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturday, 10 to 2. Unleash the fun at BNL Hobbies. Anchor Drive off Highway 67 today. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills, Cozy Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Curtis Glass in Park Hills, and by Graphic Options in Farmington. Rebels to boot it away once again. Got a little bit of a deeper kick, and it's received at the 30 by Farmington. Not much doing. Take it across the 35 to the 34. First down and 10 for Farmington. And is that the end of the quarter? Did five seconds come off? Yes, it did. We'll take a break here. 47-7, your score. Final frame coming up when we return. It's the Rebels out in front of the Knights on KFMO. Fisher Auto Parts, your hometown parts store in Park Hills and Potosi, dedicated to providing you the absolute best in value and service. So the next time you're in need, depend on the pros at Fisher Auto Parts. That's Fisher Auto Parts in Park Hills and Potosi. Hi folks, this is Randy Holsey at Flooring Systems. High school sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime, and that's why we are proud to be a part of high school athletics in the parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461. We're Flooring Systems of Farmington, a name you can stand on. Hi, I'm Dr. Derek Wiles. Do you experience dry, gritty, burning, itchy, or watery eyes? The doctors here at Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus would love to help. Set up an appointment today Give us a call or visit us online at completevisioncaremo.com. Hi folks, John Robinson, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's October and it's Jeep Power Days. All 23 Jeeps, at least 10% off. That's savings up to and over $10,000 depending on the unit. Rams you're looking for, we've got them in big savings. All our Rams, deep discounts, big rebates. Come test drive one today. Pre-owned, we've got a lot of pre-owned cars too and they need to go. So come see us, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. Both teams putting the backups into the game, so we're going to have a lot of new faces out there for the Central Rebels and the Farmington Knights. It's a run up the middle for Chase Buchanan on the first play of the fourth quarter, and he picks up about four yards there. And so the both sides, as far as I'm aware at least, coming out of this ball game clean, we didn't really see, other than Joe Bryant, who was down for just a couple of seconds after a play, didn't even leave the game. Seems like nobody got hurt or dinged up or anything like that in this ball game. as Bryant's on the sideline, Cannon Harlow's on the sideline, as the second unit is in for both sides, getting a preview of the future of Farmington versus Central football this evening. On a nice tough run on the left-hand side. Flag comes in late. The Farmington Knights faithful clapping about that. And we'll see what the call on the field is. While we wait on that, I'll give you an out-of-town scoreboard update. Sullivan leads the North County Raiders 32-7. They are still in the third quarter. And North County had a drive stall out in the red zone, and Sullivan has the ball back. And if you're interested in how the Blues are doing, well, Joe Hofer, Joel Hofer was in net tonight, and it is currently 4-1 to Arizona over the St. Louis Blues on our sister station, B104.3. They are in the second intermission. 
Twins receiver to the left and to the right for the Farmington Knights. The give on a jet sweep. Cut back inside. They get a couple defenders miss. Trying to split two more and taken down as the Farmington Knight. Parker Brooks on that run. He's got a couple nice runs here. Sets up a third down and six. Farmington breaks huddle. Tatum Tinsley remains in at quarterback. Still got some of the main starting receivers out there as well, so a couple of the running backs getting changed in and out. It's not the full second unit for Farmington here as they give it again to Brooks. He's got another nice gain, picking up enough for the first, signals the official. It's four on the play. We'll see if Farmington's able to put some more points on the board as we are at the 10-minute mark left to go in this fourth quarter. Farmington, they've still got, at least from what I've seen so far amongst the unit, their starting offensive line remains out there. Tatum Tinsley remains out there. Chase Buchanan, the backup fullback, is in the game. Connor Rice, the other wingback, we haven't called his name much this evening, he remains out there as well. Handoff. No, fake, option, pitch. There's Rice. So much for not calling his name much this evening. He scores on a 25-yard option pitch to the right-hand side. And we, we, had, we talked about it. They, they've been picking on that right side, and there was nobody there once Tinsley pitched the ball. I mean, he was close to getting that ball nabbed in the air. I mean, he waited till the very last second till the defender closed down on him, and Connor Rice is able to pick up the spoils there as he had a nice little scamper into the end zone. Well, there you go. Once we get the backup defense in, new level of speed compared to what they're used to seeing, and we get a defense out of position on the Farmington, or excuse me, on the Central Rebels. So that's the big difference as well. In the first half, we didn't see any of that from Central. Another PAT coming for Farmington, their first one since the first quarter, and Zoner knocks it through. So the score now goes 47-14 to with 9.28 left to go in the fourth quarter. We'll see if the Central Rebels send out the second-string offense into the game after this on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. American Family Insurance. You always dreamed about owning your first house or car or business, but you also had nightmares. Introducing the May Only My Good Dreams Come True policy from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. For details, contact Harry Peterson, agent. Call 573-756-6736 or stop by 700 West Karsh Boulevard in Farmington today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. To everyone who believes family is what mealtime is all about, let our guest Amy share what she loves about Culver's. From the moment my family walked in, we knew Culver's was the place for us. There's just something nice about a cooked-to-order butter burger and creamy, fresh-frozen custard that tastes like it was made just for you. But time with family? Now that's what's really special. Stop in and experience what mealtime means at Culver's. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. Farmington to kick it away and they kick it deep and at the 15 yard line it is grabbed by a central rebel and again we're getting a little deeper into the roster here on both sides and it's returned by the junior Colin Holsey he takes it to about the 22 yard line that's where the drive will begin for the central rebels and it already appears like it's going to be the second unit out there for central Holsey stays in 
And a couple other players out there too. Brody McIntyre. Bunch of new faces in new places. We'll try to get that to you. Let's see who's operating the offense. It's going to be Braden Patterson. So he's lined up in an empty set. Two receivers to his left, two to the right, or three to the right, excuse me. Motion from left to right out of the slot. And the give on the jet sweep to Nick Fowler, who tries to turn the edge on the right-hand side, met by a couple Farmington defenders, churns his legs to drive forward and picks up about six. Nice little jet sweep play there. You don't see five wide with the second unit out there, but a nice little play there as they had the extra blockers out on that far, on that far sideline able to get a nice little play there for Fowler, who also serves as the kicker for the central squad. Officially a gain of five yards on the play. Second down and five coming up. Ball's past the 25 on the 26-yard line. Two receivers on either side and a shotgun formation in the backfield for the quarterback, Patterson. He's got a running back lined up on his left hip pocket. Claps once, and he's got it. Designed QB run. Left side, Patterson bounces off one would-be tackler. Fights forward, reaching for the sticks. And he's going to come up maybe a yard and a half shy. Probably closer to two yards all said and done. Third down. Not a bad little play there either. Just trying to get a little get a little extra yardage there off the left tackle. Had some extra help from his running back. Able to throw a block in there. Third down, three yards to go for the first. Clock continues to run as we cross the eight-minute mark here in quarter number four. And Central sets up with one receiver to the left, wing back on that side as well, two receivers right, wide splits for the offensive line with a shotgun formation. Running back to the right of the quarterback, Patterson, and they're going to give to him who takes it towards us here and taken down as he picks up the first down and then a couple more as well, gain of seven on the play. For an unidentified number 47. Like to give him credit on that play. That was a he, he had the the legs churning and he wasn't gonna wasn't gonna stop until uh, he got the first. As we got a night down on the on the ground. As someone down for Farmington, all the way across the field. So Farmington will come out and check on him. We'll step aside as well. 7:44 left to go in the fourth quarter. Central running away in this one. 47-14. Rice is a competition. Is trying to be. Well, at home furnishings, we treat you just like family. For living rooms to bedrooms, dining rooms, and more. Service after the sale, we're your full-line furniture store. Price is the competition is trying to beat. Well, at home furnishings. On campus, off campus, before your 9 a.m. class or after the after party. Wherever you go to college, First State Community Bank will be there. Access your student account anywhere with mobile and online features. And this summer, when you use your First State Community Bank Debit MasterCard, you'll be entered to win $1,000. One winner will be drawn weekly, and you could win multiple times. You swipe, you win with First State Community Bank. Must be 18 to win. Contest available to new and current student checking members. Visit fscb.com for details. Member FDIC. Lacary Auto Body, your PPG paint distributor for the Parkland for over 30 years, is proud to help their many clients like Dale Mosier Auto Body with over 30 years of direct auto body experience. Dale Mosier provides today's technology for today's vehicles. Dale Mosier Auto Body, 221 Mulberry Street in Park Hills. Oh, well, it 
it's uh, Rhett Coughlin who walks off the field under his own power, so a good sign there. Central Rebels now with first down and 10 to go for the first. Receiver left, twins right, wing back on that right-hand side as well. And left tackle for Central kind of keeps shifting a little bit, and I don't know if we're waiting for the official to blow the whistle and say we're good to go. Now the offensive line gets set, so no false start there, but I thought there was certainly a chance for it. And a run up the middle for Central. Tough running, picking up about three yards there. Short gain there as a just a nice little play up the middle there. And if you're Central, this is probably what you wanted to see out of your team. I mean, defensively you look solid. Offensively you look like you're clicking on all cylinders once again. This is probably probably the type of momentum Central really looked to get against a, a quality opponent. Well, that's it. This is a good Farmington team, although the four-game losing streak, at least in terms of numbers, won't signify that. But this is not a Fredericktown, and I don't know what Dexter is like this year. They weren't much last season, although they currently, heading into tonight at least, sit second in the district standings. But, you know, with a win tonight of greater than 14 points, up two classes as well, the Central Rebels may have locked in that number one spot, and it'll come down to whether or not St. Genevieve can leapfrog Dexter and get that two spot. And that'll be interesting to see as they'll be all the way down in Kelly tomorrow night. So yep. a, a good Kelly team as well. So you were talking about Dexter. Both Dexter and Kelly are 6-2 and two on the year. So Here's De the problem for St. Genevieve, though. Dexter is facing Malden, who is still seeking their first win on the season. So... They might need some help from Malden if they want to come away with leapfrogging Dexter, who I mentioned before is ahead of them in the standings by about a point and a half. Quick hit on the far side and tackled right away the receiver for the Central Rebels. Colin Holsey. And it's going to set up a fourth down and six in Central just for the sake of not putting Joe Bryant out there to punt it away. They might just try to run a play here. Clock runs, six minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. The way the standings break down right now for districts, I mentioned Central is going to get a bye. At worst, they won't be falling behind uh, Dexter and St. Jen with the victory tonight. we got two receivers on either side, and now they are going to shift into a punt formation. It's not Bryant that's back there, though, and the punt is booted by Nick Fowler and takes a friendly Central Rebels roll and dies on the 26-yard line on the Farmington Knights side of the field as flags come in. Those flags came in late and away from the ball right at about midfield from two different officials who are going to convene and discuss now. No one does it. The official didn't remove his hat, which usually you signify that somebody ran out of bounds. So it's not illegal touching by the gunner for Central who touched it. At least it shouldn't be based on both officials still wearing their ball caps. And I was admiring Fowler's punt. I mean, he landed it as close to out of bounds as you could get without it going out of bounds. And had some decent it, distance on it as well. Yeah, absolutely. It, it wasn't a booming punt, but... It's not one of those where it's like, man, was it even worth it punting? You might as well just ran it. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what the penalty is here. They're they're taking their sweet time talking about this. Well, and based on where Farmington is lined up, the ball is spotted on the 26. The Farmington huddle is past the ball, so Farmington thinks this is on Central. 
looks like Central is moving even further back because they were. Oh, also- they're going to have to mark it off depending on what it was. If it's a an illegal block or a hold. And see the official from the signal uh, signal from the official, and it looks like it's going to be a pre-snap penalty. And far- uh, Central's going to punt it again. They just signaled. Uh, no, they're marching it off. It's on Farmington. Yeah, it was first down that he signaled there. Yeah, so. he signaled. Well, he signaled uh, possession central. I didn't realize he actually signaled first down central. So the Rebels get the ball. Oh, I didn't see what that was on. Like I said, it was away from the punt, a punt that wasn't even returned on either side. So first down and 10 for the Rebels. As their backups remain in the game. And they're in enemy territory on the opposing 46, working right to left. Central will win three games in a row here after losing three in a row right in the middle third of the season. It's a little run up the middle. That'll start the clock back up as we are approaching five minutes left to go in this one. Gain of four yards on the play. And if, Farm- if you're Farmington, what what do you change from this? I, 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 I mean, you got, you have, you know that the option works. It works against certain uh, certain teams, and it worked against Central. It worked against the right side of that that O line. What else can you provide o- offensively? As we got a timeout from Farmington here. That's it. There's really not much you can do. Um, we got a timeout called by Farmington. We'll step aside with them. I mean, you're stuck. Your offense is what it is. You just have to find ways to get more explosive plays out of it. Those runs of three, four yards, and it doesn't need to be a huge long run, but those runs of three or four need to become runs of five, six, and seven. I think that's the biggest difference because we seldom saw those long runs for Farmington in this game. I'll look back at the stats from their players so far, and other than the 25-yard rushing touchdown from Connor Rice and the run of 20 yards for Kaysen McLean, you have one play or two excuse me one of them came late in this game though with the second unit in but one play that got you more than 10 uh 10 or more yards in the game that's it and that was that tatum tinsley 10 yard run very early in the contest there's just not a lot of explosiveness in this farmington offense got to get i understand you want to get the chunk plays in the option but the chunk's got to be a little bigger and they and they were consistently getting about three yards yeah which that's fine but they they just they have no points to show for it yeah and the, that three has to be five, six, or seven. And you got to pop one here and there. Well, that's essential. Central is just extremely well prepared for this offense as we got a run on the left side. And George Whaley is the unidentified number 47, and he's got it for a gain of one on the play. Whaley coming in off the bench. He's now got four carries for 11 yards by my count. And he'll set up a third down and six. Short seven, long six, we'll say. And a hard runner for his size as well. He's not, he's not a very big guy. No. And he is going full steam ahead. He, he's oh. not afraid. Well, he's got that pad level nice. Every time he hits the hole, his pads are lowered. He's ready to run through somebody. He's not looking to absorb contact. He's looking to deliver contact from what I've seen thus far. A receiver on either side, a wing back on the left side in a three-point stance, and they'll run behind him with Whaley once again. And he's going to be stopped short after picking up three more yards. Reminds me a lot of Deuce Vaughn, the new Dallas Cowboys yeah. running back. He's 5'6". Like, you're not going to get lower than him. Yeah. And, and that's, that's just a, a tough mismatch if you're, if you're against somebody that 
that small. It's just you, there's no way to grab them. I mean, you, what you literally have to football? hold them. Low man wins, and that's what's happening so far. Every time Whaley's been hit, he's been fighting forward for a few extra yards. You know, a lot of these you now 14 yards that he's picked up, a lot of that's coming after contact. He's in the backfield again to the right of the quarterback, and we're going to get a false start on the receiver on the outside. Kyron Goodson, who took off down the field, and I'll tell you what, he got a little excited there. I think it was fourth down, late in the game. Backups are in. You know what? Let's call his number. Let's run a passing play because he took off down the field with an outside release and then immediately came back to the sideline like, yeah, I know, I messed up. Well, not many times you, you called the hard count with the, with the second string offense in there as it was about fourth and two so it'll make it a fourth and seven now so we'll see what central pulls out here they may just try to get another playoff and start that clock up once again but just just a, a, an all-around good victory for the central team not many penalties against them either very very solid game yeah they've played really clean football as well special teams has looked good offenses looked great the defense has looked absolutely as always with bj jones perfectly coached up in place perfectly throughout this entire game with the starting units as the run comes up short for central they'll turn it over on downs that was gage Toomey on the carry <laughs> not many times you see the running back with the 50s number yeah but he he was making the most of his opportunity as we've got even more wholesale substitutions coming on to the field for central and farmington Toomey sporting the number 52, a freshman for the Central Rebels, getting a chance to run the ball. And we got a run on the left-hand side for Farmington, and not much doing over there as Chase Buchanan gets about two. Tackle made by Jonathan Boyer. As we are approaching two and a half left to go in this one. Clock just running out here between Farmington and Central. Tune in tomorrow evening. We're back with pregame coverage beginning at 6.30, kickoff at 7 o'clock. The Valley Catholic Warriors wrap up their regular season taking on the Kennett Indians. Should be a fun one. Listen to it here on AM 1240 KFMO. Watch it online, kfmo.com slash watch. Like a few of our sponsors here as we got a short run up the middle for three or four yards from Buchanan once again. We want to thank number nine coffee in Lettington, Parkland Pest in Farmington, Harvest Christian Center in Park Hills, along with Dairy Queen in Farmington, Taylor Tax and Consulting in Farmington, B&L Hobbies in Farmington, Lead Belt Pump and Supply in Park Hills, and Goggins Drilling located in Park Hills. Third down and four as the Central Rebels serenade at least someone with happy birthday. A happy birthday to whomever you are. And the run on the near side pitch pulled in. And taken up the sideline before finally being taken down after what turned into a gain of seven on the play. Nice piece of running by Caleb Leesk. Not the first time we've called his name tonight as he's been part of the special teams crew. Had a nice punt return earlier as well. Picked up about six on the play. And we've got a new operator under center for the Knights. It was Tatum Tinsley last time we saw Farmington out there. Is that Owen Barron? No, it's not. As the ball hits the turf and quickly is scooping it up for Farmington is Parker Brooks. We got a flag away from the play. 
I'll pause the clock here as we're no longer in a running clock situation. And Central players' reactions say it's on them. Yeah, personal foul on the Rebels. Going to be a free 15 for the Farmington Knights. So give the Knights a free 15 as we'll have a, a minute, two seconds left to go in this one. Freshman A.J. Robbins is in at quarterback. We'll see what Robbins is made of. As he sets up, twins left, receiver right, wing back directly to his left, and another one directly behind him in the pistol. A give. Two said money, uh, running back up the middle, and he'll score. Late touchdown for Farmington as it's run in from about 30 yards out. by Coy Fripp. So he gets in on the scoring for Farmington. It's a 47-20 ball game with 52 seconds remaining. And he, he probably took after his older brother, Scott, who's one of the uh, starting linemen for the Knights, as he had a nice open lane up the middle and just able to burst right through there. And nice, nice explosion, able to burst through the hole and nice little scamper there once again. Another Knights touchdown here late. PAT good for the Farmington Knights. And we'll take one final pause here. 47-21 your score. 52 seconds remain in the regular season for Farmington and Central. We'll wrap it up after this on KFMO. Gilster Mary Lee Corporation is hiring owner-operators for a growing and busy fleet at their Southeast Missouri facility. Drivers will pull Gilster Mary Lee trailers. Owner-operators are paid all miles at $1.85 per mile plus $11.50 per hour for downtime and drivers are given weekly settlements. Loads consist of no-touch freight and round-trip dispatch so drivers can be home each week. Keep busy all year round and return after each load. Call Mike Welker at 800-851-5371. That's 800-851-5371. Whether you're in pursuit of a transferable degree or need training to jumpstart a great career, your future starts at Mineral Area College. Max tuition is affordable, substantially less than a university, and we're close to home with locations in Park Hills, Fredericktown, Potosi, and Perryville. Interested in online classes? We offer those, too. We've been creating student success stories since 1922. There's no better time to start yours. Apply online at mineralarea.edu. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agents David Scott Haggerty in Park Hills and Brian Larimore in Farmington. Kitchell Accounting and Tax in Ironton. Ozarks Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington. And by Mineral Area Office Supply in Park Hills. Well, a short kickoff muffed by the Rebels. Then they jump on it, take off. Down the near sideline, Chad Cosby saw daylight, but got wrapped up and taken down. And we'll see if Central runs any plays or if they just put the victory formation out on the field and run out the remainder of this clock we're gonna get a penalty first though face mask on farmington give another free 15 to the central rebels as play will resume momentarily with 48 seconds left to go on the clock score sits 47 21 this game not as close as the final score indicates however as you know the knights have scored two unanswered touchdowns late in this ball game Central has scored 40 unanswered through this game before that time. Twins left and to the right, and a short backfield as only a few yards behind the quarterback is Whaley. And, yeah, just the kneel down, 
for the Central Rebels. So they're just going to knee out the clock, and that's going to do it here on Thursday night football. Big win for the Central Rebels against a quality opponent in the Farmington Knights. 47 to 21 is your score as the Central Rebels will move on to a record of 6 and 3 on the season. Meanwhile, the Farmington Knights have now dropped 4 in a row. They're going to move to 4 and 5 as the regular season comes to a close. Bill Bess, American Family Insurance Post Game Show coming your way next on KFMO.